Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, but I'm not here to break down an episode of Gossip Girl today. Instead, I am here to talk about the classic 2011 movie starring Gossip Girl's own Leighton Meester, The Roommate. And I am not here by myself. I am here with my co-host, the creepy professor of fashion design, Brendan Ruppel. Hello, hello. I'm your co-host, the creepy professor of fashion design here, a.k.a. Uncle Cream, Hot at Home Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Creamatorium, and uh, I'm uh, your editor-in-chief of Cream Weekly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say today, just for old time's sake, I'm wearing underwear. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Once in a while, yeah. I'll sprinkle it in. You really, I mean, the you saw it pop up on the bingo board, and now you have to, you have to mention it. I got it. it. Just, yeah. I had to, some people get their, their chips on there. Um, you like how I also, I, on the fly, uh, took your note and ran with it. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, a pure improviser you are. That's really great. Um, <laughs> if by improviser you mean that you <laughs> hear a line and say it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to say, <laughs> sure. we, I just mentioned the bingo board. So much has happened since the last time. We, so it, much it has happened. It feels like it has been so long. It feels like a month and a half has gone by since the last time we recorded. Uh, I, I, you know, it's a, We're like hot in the streets and we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. I know. Sam, of course, made a made a bingo board for us. And we we should try to not mention the bingo board as much as possible. Otherwise, it'll the bingo board might end up on next season. Oh, it's board. gonna be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what else happened? I worked a seventy-one-hour work week. That was exciting. That was uh, huge. Taylor oh Swift God. announced a new album. Uh, oh my goodness gracious! I know. I think that what? happened like uh, minutes after we we got off the horn here. It felt like it anyway. I don't remember exactly what day we recorded, but it was not soon after, and uh, we we had to we had to wait all this time to get on here and and chat about it because that's, that's why we're here right just to talk about that yes that that is why we're here to talk about the new taylor swift album um anything else oh much more recently uh the queen died wait. i just found out about that a couple hours ago wait. and i didn't know we were all supposed to care hang on did oh. she actually because i googled it like three hours ago and saw no answers to my questions and is if you're actually, wondering, if you're wondering whose voice that is, let, let's just, <laughs> you can ask your question in a second. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you right now. I know this, this cannot wait. We have a guest. Um, I, I, I was under, under the impression that before we get to her, we'll introduce you in a second. <laughs> um, I was under the impression that the queen had been stuffed for like six to seven years and was doing a weekend at Bernie type of thing. Yeah, th- yeah. no, you're, you're correct. Um, Brendan, okay. would you believe we have a guest with us today? Please introduce me so I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coming on The Lonely Boys for her first time. We've been trying to get her on to do an episode recap, and she said, no, 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 save me for the movie. So I said, 
Okay, here she is, Jesse McHugh. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Thanks. For <laughs> hello, hello. Me. Yeah, watching the show is too much of a commitment for me. <laughs> and I said you only need to watch one episode, which is uh, half the length of the movie that you had to watch for this. <laughs> yeah, but also, isn't Gossip Girl like only on HBO? And I like, like, didn't have it or something. I don't know. HBO have, Max, yeah. I have plenty of excuses. Okay, okay, great. You have them all lined up for why you couldn't come on. Now, yeah. normally, and I say normally as if we've done many of these, we've only done one other movie recap. Uh, we did Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in between season one oh and season two. God. Yes, the Blake Lively classic. And for that one, neither me nor Brendan had seen the movie. So we brought on... Uh, really? Yeah, we brought on ex-girlfriend of the pod, uh, Nicole, to, <laughs> I guess, current fiance of the pod, to... Um, we can keep it at X-Girl yeah. for now. We don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> exactly. As the expert, uh, as she had seen traveling the, the Traveling Pants movie many times, uh, this time, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are no expert of The Roommate, correct? No, I have never seen this movie. I think I remember maybe seeing like trailers for it, but I don't know. It, came, it was 2007, so who I think who it was 2000, I, I think it was 2011. What? Yeah, no, so, okay, wait. You're already off on the wrong foot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you did watch the wrong movie. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we joked about it off air. Uh, but maybe I should keep that in just as proof that you did watch the wrong thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen this movie, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we all went into this blind. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. Go, going into the movie, I, I knew almost nothing about it, much like the last movie. Uh, probably knew more about this movie than The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, actually, which kind of surprising because, again, I've seen a lot of movies, and I, I also make it a point to see every movie with Leighton Meeser in it, but uh, this one I, I had not gotten to. It was on my list because uh, Molly DeRosa, of course, r- recommended it to us, and then I... I <laughs> I saw that it had a whopping three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it did not it did not get <laughs> wow. to the top of the list. Um, so was, uh, it, was this like a, a hate watch for her too? Like, did she want us to watch this ironically, or no, th- she genuinely? Likes I think it? she was uh, she was surprised when I said uh, Google has it at three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? She, she seemed pretty surprised. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, that's weird. That that's weird. I liked it." <laughs> I'm surprised. I I thought it was not bad. <laughs> No, I agree. I am surprised that it got three percent. Like the three is crazy. So yeah, that, I mean, that is very, I mean, I think I like, even Grown Ups, the Adam Sandler vehicle, got nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that like, got only nine too. That one's actually funny. <laughs> I disagree, but to get to be one third as good as Grown Ups. I do rewatch as an adult. I'm telling you, watch it as like an almost thirty year old. Yes, Adam Sandler movies Adam, famously Adam get Sandler, better the older you get. They do. I'm telling you, like his bad movies are better now. You got to give uh, older Adam a chance. I I kind of wrote him off in college and like high school, and now. Old Adam's funny again. Yeah, my cutoff was uh, was uh, funny people. That was that was the that was the name yeah. of the movie. Yeah. That was I think that was the last uh, movie where I, I made it a point to see every Adam Sandler movie. That one uh, was the, sad. Yeah, that one was not funny. With with funny with funny in the title, definitely. Yeah, one of the you least think a real misnomer. Movies. That one yeah. was like, is he depressed? Like, yeah. is he all right? <laughs> but That's we're not here to discuss, <laughs> to discuss 2009's funny story. We are here to discuss 2011's Funny story. <laughs> funny, whatever it was called. I can't remember. Funny people. Anyway. Now that sounds listen, funny. Listen, I just woke up from my 15-minute nap. 14-minute nap, actually, because 
the ice cream truck woke me up a minute early. But um, <laughs> the only thing I knew about uh, this movie, I guess, is that I knew Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly were in it. Uh, former Derek Jeter fling. I think former Derek Jeter fiance, Minka Kelly, Ooh. actually. Whoa. Um, that was that, not in the doc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're both in this. They look exa- exactly the same. And yes. Leighton Meester. <laughs> yeah, they do. And. Leighton Meester plays the the roommate and is probably insane. That is that is what I knew going into this. And so uh, again, usually I read like the entire Wikipedia page for a movie, but I wanted to be completely surprised. Uh, not something that I'm accustomed to doing. So uh, I I could do a little prediction about it, and I did. I, my my prediction was that uh, Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly probably become fast friends, but then it soon uh, becomes clear to Minka Kelly that Leighton Meester is uh, unstable and eventually Leighton Meester maybe tries to take over Minka's life by pretending to be her and maybe tries to kill her at some point. And I think it was pretty accurate with my with my <laughs> prediction. That's, that's pretty much exactly what happened in the movie. Um, well, I would say you're accurate, but I, I would say Jesse would say like that's not at all what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not in the I, 2007 I version. <laughs> I would completely disagree, actually. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, this is a, a four-year after remake is what we watched. <laughs> They yeah, couldn't really... get Leighton Meester the first time, so they went back and remade it. <laughs> I mean, when you when you can get Leighton Meester, why wouldn't you remake? I think they should start remaking more movies and just having Leighton Meester play the title role. Yeah, if yeah. she just like, she happens to be available for something a few years later, just redo the whole thing. And Mrs. Doubtfire, be, starring Leighton Meester, opposite someone who looks exactly <laughs> like her. Yeah, yes, yeah, and that I mean, I, I have to say. Leighton Meester and Minka Kelly do look exactly alike to the point where when I was watching uh, Friday Night Lights for the first time, every time Minka Kelly was on screen, I was like, that is just Leighton Meester, which is, I mean, yeah. good for both of them because they're both two just, of the most beautiful people in the world. So It really made me feel stupid because opening scene, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I guess I'm just at a point in Gossip Girl where she still looks young and like, I guess this is just the older version of Leighton Meester. And then she came on screen and I was like, oh, okay, there, <laughs> there she is. Yeah. It's, it's a very shadowy, shadowy movie, too, at points. So I guess that's in my favor. But I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought they looked very similar. Yeah, it took me like at least 30 minutes into the movie to be like, <laughs> oh, which one is. Wait. Oh, these are okay, two well, characters. That wasn't that, was that bad. <laughs> I and could not tell. Audibly I, at you. <laughs> no, I genuinely couldn't tell who was who. And like, at first, when Leighton Meester hadn't come on screen yet, I did the same thing where I thought <laughs> yes. that, what is her name? Minka, 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 Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. I thought that was Leighton Meester. And then Leighton Meester comes on and I was like, well, who's that? <laughs> well, who's this broad? <laughs> yeah. Two great names. Minka Kelly and, and then Leighton Meester. For, for a very short few minutes, I thought that they were doing a parent trap thing where they were, <laughs> they were both Leighton Meester and the screen was split down the middle. Yeah. Also, speaking of Leighton Meester and Adam Sandler, how about Leighton Mista Mista? <laughs> that was That's terrible. And yet, I'm, yet I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> um, so... All right, no, no easy easy way to segue into that. I guess let's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I I guess Brendan, did you have any idea what this movie was about going into it? Um, or or were you also completely blind? I'd say like to how how well you had this thing pegged. I would say I had about half that. Like I didn't put too much thought into it going into it, but I knew more or less that she was supposed to be like the crazy girl which makes me feel bad saying that now knowing what ends up happening in the movie like 
I think that that's part of my theory for why it got such a bad rating is maybe it wasn't so bad at first, but retroactively, now that we're more aware of mental illness in this world, um, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes rather just felt like they had to give it a three percent because of how how awful they were uh, treating people with mental illness in the movie, and I would just you know so you colorblind they were. All of the that, uh, so. yeah, all the psychologists are making weird. Rotten Tomatoes accounts and uh, yeah, tanking, so. tanking the movie. This is like, we'll get to it too, but but it's just uh, it's really really tough when you find out what's actually going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could have been something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it, it is. Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, yeah, the fact that we are kind of just, like, marveling at this crazy person because she has, like, actual problems of what, whatever it was, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, and uh, she yeah. is, she's not taking her medications for it. Yeah. And that's what um, happens. Do <laughs> you, th- you think it's going to be just that she is just, like, a crazy person? Or, like, I, I think it would be better off if it was something, like, weirdly spiritual or, like, she was possessed by something or... Ah. The devil's involved, why, maybe. Why can't she just be obsessed with another girl, though? Yeah, like, right. I'm just that. Just be that simple. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think once you bring real things into it, like schizophrenia, then it's like, oh, well, that's no fun now. Yeah. But if it's just a, if it's just a crazy, it's like a broad-termed crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with the, uh, the, the sentiments here. So, um, I guess. Now, actually, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into the movie. So, we we have a, a little bit of a montage to open up the film. the uh, The release date of this film, February fourth, two thousand eleven. So, Gossip Girl was in its fourth season here. We're a little bit into the future, and uh, Friday Night Lights was just finishing up the series. So, uh, actually, Friday Night Friday Night Lights finale was five days later on February 9th, two thousand eleven. So, I, I wonder if this uh, this terrible movie had anything to do. They were just like, all right, we need to wrap up Friday Night Lights. We can't trust Minka Kelly projects anymore. <laughs> it must be probably um, should, I, should i watch that show friday night lights yeah we we should cover it yeah okay you've never we're, watched we're almost it done with the gossip girl <laughs> yeah we're almost done with the gossip girl <laughs> um now i've never seen an ounce oh friday night lights is very good yeah i know a lot of pals watch that so maybe uh i'll give it a whirl are you uh are you a friday night light head at all jesse no all right, simple as that. I, <laughs> I I dipped very briefly into One Tree Hill, and now I live where it was filmed. So oh, yeah, that's exciting. I moved to One Tree Hill. Speaking <laughs> of Friday Night Lights, I moved to where One Tree Hill was filmed. Yeah, <laughs> I, weren't they on TV at the same time and like kind of about the same thing, like um, boys playing sports? Yeah, I mean, I guess if. <laughs> Uh, One Tree Hill, I believe, starts in 2003 and runs for nine seasons, so that would bring it to 2012. And uh, Friday Night Lights was 2006 to 2011, so it definitely was within the same time period. Mm. Uh, One Tree Hill, famously, uh, a, a basketball team is in that one. And I have not watched One Tree Hill yet, but that's something I've got to get One on. One Tree Hill like seems like a natural progression from here, too. You'd like that it. That one I have actually some familiar, familiarity with. I bet you I do. I haven't finished it, but I, I watched deep into the, the seasons where there's some gun violence and some Ooh. people on trampolines. Trampolines, really? A job of Chamberlain yeah. sighting. Yeah. <laughs> he was making the rounds in those teen, teen dramas back then. <laughs> he in the sure day. was. <laughs> so, uh, Mika Kelly is currently 31 here, playing a college freshman. And uh, you mentioned she was like you know, o- older Leighton Meester, but. I thought that she looked like a mom. 
the whole yeah. time, like the way that they had her. I mean, dressing, a, a milk certainly, but yeah. Like she was supposed to be like fashionable, but what do you she mean? She was wearing like, she was wearing a hat and scarf. That's not that's I, not style. A fedora and a that fedora hat, and oh a scarf. That, all the time. Probably, that, that hat was screaming Dan Humphrey. She probably <laughs> bought it at like Charlotte Russe or something. Oh, probably. <laughs> I mean, the scarf was screaming Dan Humphrey too. I think I think <laughs> really my was. jaw dropped when, like she showed up on screen wearing that <laughs> you know they like were... <laughs> it's the perfect marker for what year it came out in that does all gotta be the last year you can get away with that though that seems that seems even a little too late for me yeah I mean, that that ended it they canceled friday night lights and they yeah. canceled fedora and scarf combos as well <laughs> i think so because as a direct result of this movie um there, yeah. there were two moments in this movie where my jaw did drop and neither of them were when we saw her wear a hat and scarf for the first time <laughs> I don't know if I had jaw-dropping moments, but I definitely had laugh-out-loud moments at certain lines. Uh, just cer- Certain transitions were just very funny. <laughs> there was one transition I, which I, I really marveled at later in the film. Well, we will, of course, get to it. Sure, um, sure. So, a- Ali Machaka is here playing Tracy, yes. of course, of, uh, of Disney Channel fame and Easy A fame. Uh, a movie that maybe we will also discuss as it has a uh, Gossip Girl alum in it. And, uh, man... Got, gotta love her. She she really should have yeah. had more screen time. Great. Unfortunately, she gets threatened pretty early in this film and, and just disappears for the rest of it. But this first half yeah. hour with her is is a blast. I was upset yeah, that great. she didn't come back in the end. I I like really like her, and I wish that she was still making movies or like yeah. at least on TV. She's I a great agree. presence. Yeah, there's I something mean, about I, her. She also is like the same exact person she was in Easy A. I feel like I remember. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Similar, yeah. But uh, she just she's got very bubbly, high energy. Yeah, she's got a very name? charming personality. I love her. What was her name in Phil of the Future? Wasn't it like super weird? Great question. I know that she was, was in Phil of the Phil, Future. I think it was Phyllis. Can Phyllis. I? Yeah, it was Phyllis. Phil and Phyllis. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Phyllis so, of the Future. Phyllis <laughs> of the Future, everyone's favorite uh, sequel series. Phil of the Future, one of the great theme songs of our day. Ah, uh, man. Phil, I can't believe Phil that didn't make it into any of the theme the song future. brackets. Yeah, I, Robin and Keeve are stupid. That's why. Yeah. So uh, Tracy and this other girl are going to show up to the room, and uh, Tau Sigma Kappa is throwing a bash, so they have to go. Sarah, who is the Minka Kelly character, has apparently never heard of a frat before. She, it's such a foreign idea. She's like, a frat party? <laughs> what, what do you mean? What is this? I'm just a 31-year-old yeah. college freshman. I've never heard of this. But uh, she gets it talking to going. This is weird. Just like they do this montage, and they don't really give you enough of the – getting dropped off at school, saying about your parents. She's just kind of there. And yeah. I, I wanted more of like her getting there and marveling at the big school. I think it cuts to her finding out about, about frats like within the first three minutes. <laughs> she checked into her dorm room so quickly. I so fast. It took me like five hours to yeah, it's a long process. get my <laughs> I want, I want more in of that. my hand. Like, and they, they didn't, they didn't like check any papers they were just like oh this is who you say you are here's a key card that we already had prepared for you like it was so quick and i i don't know i feel like that school probably is a front for something like there's no way that it's actually a real school that's why at first i wasn't sure if she was like a freshman or not because of how easily she got into school yeah and she looks like a mom you know three three percent is right and she, and she does like become friends with Tracy and this other girl like right away, no questions asked. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of like abrupt like 
that's the uh, transitions yes. in this like there there'll be a like later in the film where she's celebrating Thanksgiving at Rebecca's house and then like the next scene she's just back at the school and I'm like oh I guess we're back I guess we're back at the dorm room now yeah <laughs> there was no like goodbye to mom and dad like we're leaving now it's just like okay now we're back now we're back at the school like they, they had to keep this to a tight 90 minutes there was no yeah. no time to do these that is transitions. what it felt like I felt like there was like normal scenes that would be in a movie that they had to get rid of but and like okay maybe it's a long movie and they check the runtime but it's easily under an hour and a half because there was a couple ads on YouTube mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it just like things that didn't need to be cut out like a lot of times you yeah. get movies that you're like oh you know they they could have cut that one out but that they were a little too efficient here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it is like environment building so it you're not really like in it like it felt more right. like we like more of I don't know. It was like party vibes, but like it didn't feel like we were at a college. That's true. They do not do a good yeah. job of uh, setting up this world very much. So um, we're just kind of thrust into this party now. And there's there's live music playing at this party. Apparently, one of the one of the members of the frat uh, just has his band play at the party every week. Uh, the drummer <laughs> played by played by Cam Gigantit, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And in this movie, a real who's who of teen drama stars. Mm-hmm. Like, this has a great cast. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, you'll meet Cam Gigantit when he appears on the OC later, but uh, we haven't gotten really? there. Really? Wow. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Jesse, I'm sure you recognize him from, uh, from Twilight, a movie that we've watched together before. You know, I could not place where I recognized him from, but I had a feeling that he was familiar to me. And like, he is. He's, I'm he's confirming it. He has this face that's like... Yes. Who does he play in Twilight? Oh, wait, he's, is he the villain? Yes, is he's he the that? villain in the first one. Whoa, that's crazy. And Yeah, and I thought that he was going to be up to sh- some shady stuff because I, I feel like he plays the villain in like everything he's in. So the mm. fact that he was like a good guy in this one, just really, uh, yeah. I couldn't... Mm, I, debatable. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable with the way that they introduced him. Yeah, but yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's just like, hey, I spilled this beer on you so I could rape you. Like, yeah, he, yeah, that was very like, borderline rapey. Like, yeah, he, I, I thought that was yeah, where that was going. It, yeah. it was like, I, I get that they were maybe trying to play into, like, frat culture, but it's like, no, it's not a good look. That was supposed to be a meet cute. Yes, his, that was, his big, and she fell cute. for it, though. Like, right. she was like, She loved Ooh. it. She, he loved it. <laughs> yes. The big meet cute is he... He intentionally spills a beer on Sarah, and then what does he say? He says something pretty alarming. He's like, "When a girl has had three cups of the punch, if we don't get her up into a room, we have to pull kitchen duty for yeah. like a week." Yeah. Uh, excuse, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. And this is supposed to be our, our charming male lead here. Um, not, not to also mention that Sarah thinks she's not drunk because she's only had the punch. Her, the, Sarah is such a thirty-one-year-old virgin that she didn't even realize. <laughs> She doesn't even know what spiked punches. She's never heard of yeah. frat. She, she just thinks that a uh, prob- probably a just like a, a tub of punch is just going to be like regular fruit punch that she's drinking. Yeah, she didn't. She just thinks it's, it's like really like, bad tasting. Yeah. Punch. <laughs> and then uh, later she she apologizes to him. She's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry about the kitchen duty. It's like, yeah. what are you actually apologizing for? <laughs> sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't, sorry I didn't let you rape me. <laughs> sorry I didn't let you take advantage of me. Like, <laughs> well, that's all right. I'll get you next time. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, I got a really, I don't know. I didn't like him at first. I actually, I wrote down, this guy sucks. Yeah, no. In yeah. My oh. notes. I mean, it's because not like he gets any better we don't like get character development from him it's nor do we from most of these characters it's just like he's 
just presented as the good guy and they start dating so i guess she must see something in him but he, you're right he doesn't have a great first impression he's also like he's like oh i'm, I'm gonna get yelled at for uh, helping girls leave a frat party that's the opposite of everything we stand for yeah also about that <laughs> i wrote in my notes let her flash everyone let the girl live yeah <laughs> yeah, why, yeah why was that the issue <laughs> yeah like so tracy's up on a staircase and she pulls her shirt up and everybody's taking pictures and then Sarah has to go in and be like, oh, my God, we got to get home. And it's like, just she knows what she's doing. Yeah, tr- Tracy's having a great time. I would argue. Yeah, I would argue that Tracy is the only one that is uh, making the right moves in this movie. Yeah, totally. I mean, she's also famously the boo girl in Easy A. So she should really be showing those. <laughs> oh, <hands up>. wow. <laughs> so she got typecasted then. Do you think this is the same <laughs> character? Do you think this takes place in the same universe? <laughs> Yes, it definitely does. Absolutely. So she graduated <laughs> from after. high school and now is at, what is the University of Los Angeles? So it's UCLA without the C? Yes, it's just ULA. It's <laughs> ULA. ULA. <laughs> well, what we'll have to do when we go watch EZA is check for the same belly button ring. Oh, yes, yeah. we have to. Um, so yeah, I... I Seems like a good time to mention. I I, I hate frats. By by the way, I feel like uh, yeah. if this is the most charming member of of, of a frat, like uh, you're in trouble. But Sarah can't help but be charmed, and they they share a kiss pretty early on uh, when they're in the elevator here. And then Sarah stumbles back to her room, and we meet the titular roommate, Rebecca, Woo! played of course by Leighton Meester, and uh, she's just sitting there in the pitch dark when when a light comes on, and she's just <laughs> creepily smiling at Sarah. Love her already. I guess we should have been clued in that maybe she is not she is not well and <laughs> late easter can play deranged pretty well so uh, i had a feeling i was yeah. i was gonna enjoy this i i feel like they did not till the very end i don't think they let her get crazy enough yeah, yeah they ramped it up really slowly it and was it's also weird for them to tip us off so early. i think if you're gonna tip us off do it in more subtle ways at the very, the very beginning instead of just like this girl's so weird look at her just sitting there in the dark <laughs> she's her so super weird normal it, the beginning. it took her two days to show up to college <laughs> like <laughs> what's she doing <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's what, after the movie ended. I was like, "What? Like, why did she take so long to show up? <laughs> like, what was that about?" She was probably scouting out so the perfect she, roommate. She had the normal amount of time for check-in. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she actually yeah, went that, through the whole okay. process. <laughs> that makes sense. So, and another abrupt change. Like, we meet the roommate. Nothing happens. They don't like. <laughs> we don't see a conversation <laughs> the first night or anything. All of a sudden, it is the next morning, and <laughs> Rebecca gives her like a very warm smile and a hello, and they get off on the right foot uh they're both some kind of they're both i guess they have like the same major they're both artists um rebecca is some kind of artist and sarah's like a fashion designer or something and um fashionista yeah <laughs> yes and <laughs> you know not not to brag but this was also me back in the day where rebecca wants to go to the bookstore and sarah's like it's too early but it turns out it's three in the afternoon already i i big fan of sleeping the day away back in not college. to brag <laughs> very cool very cool i know please just don't be shy about telling me how cool I was. And still am, pretty much. It's not that you're cool. I mean, it's just like your sleep cycle is just different than people. You probably stayed awake for the same amount of hours. Which makes me cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Sorry. I got so excited about talking about how cool I was that I uh, disconnected my microphone. <laughs> so um, we we... We do go to the bookstore, and some ex named Jason is calling Sarah 
Uh, don't know what the point of this character is, other than Neither to just have, <laughs> just, just yeah, have just another person to kill. <laughs> Rebecca, yeah, like fuck him and kill him later, <laughs> later in the show. I mean, if you're gonna kill everyone in her life, <laughs> I, guess, I guess get a fucking beforehand, right? I'm yeah, just I surprised that they even showed his face, honestly, yeah. like because they didn't show her parents, and we didn't mm. even like she was on the phone with her parents at the beginning of the movie, and we didn't even hear their voices or see their faces, so. When they actually showed the ex-boyfriend, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's wow." They paid an they paid an actor for this. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just gonna be the phone sex scene, and then like cutting him off was enough. But she had to cut him up. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, she she had to. Um, now, see, the Sarah tells the, Rebecca the story of like why they broke up. Naturally, since this is a fictional show or movie, Rebecca and her boyfriend both planned on going to Brown, which is the only car- college that exists in uh, in TV shows and movies. <laughs> And yeah. uh, she got into Brown, he didn't, so she stuck to their agreement and went to ULA. But then a spot opened up at Brown, and he took it. And he, first of all, I'm not sure that's how going to college works. I don't think like spots just open up and you just take them. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know how ULA and Brown works. But uh, it sounds like to me he deserved to get dumped. Like she should never be talking to him again. Did they actually give that much information in the movie? Uh, I yes, know they did. I, okay, I'm. I did not. Not in the 2007 yeah, conversation. Yeah. I know yeah. she was like, she was like, you're su- you were supposed to be here, yeah, <laughs> like on the phone, and I kind of understood that, but like, wh- I didn't know that he went to Brown. Like, yeah, spot I- opened up and he took it, even though she turned down oh Brown to go to ULA with him as per their agreement. You know what? Yeah, it's fucked up. If they're it both is. on the waiting list and like, he takes it, then you can't blame him. But the right. fact that she turned it down first and then he goes after it. It's- yeah. That's fucked up. That's messed up. I was kind I... of hoping that... Uh, that she would get into Brown? No. What What is <laughs> Leighton Meester's character's name? Why do I... Why Rebecca? Do I not remember her name. What is it? Rebecca? Re- Rebecca, yeah. Okay. Um, she I was kind of hoping that she was going to go on like this path of like wanting to be her so much. Yes. Like, that yeah. she was gonna like steal her ex boyfriend or something, or not really steal him, but just like show up and be like, "Look at, look, this is my new boyfriend." And then right, she'd be, be like, Sarah be would be like, for sure. "What are you doing?" But- I thought, yeah, I thought the fact that they look exactly the same was gonna play a much bigger role. Like, I thought she was. I mean, outside of um, just having sex with the ex-boyfriend, she doesn't really <laughs> pretend to be Sarah at all. Yeah. I thought that was going to be like, a, I thought she was like going to try to take over her life at some point. She doesn't really do that at all. No, but yeah, but she does, she does go through the trouble of dyeing her hair just mm-hmm. to sneak into his room in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest thing. And then like you don't even see, like they show the close up <laughs> of like her neck with the necklace and the tattoo, but you don't even see her hair in that shot. No, yeah. not, not at all. <laughs> so it's not. like, what, what, like, what was the plan there? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Though. You're gonna go through the trouble of dyeing your hair, getting the necklace done, getting the tattoo done. I feel like you should go all the way, right? And like straight up, like wear her skin at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you should be sorry, wearing her skin. Yeah. Sorry, there's a dog barking in the background. I'm sorry. I thought that was Bebop telling us we, to. We assumed uh, it was Bebop. Yeah. yeah to... He's off for the off season right now, but like, if he wants to work, he can come on in. And listen, it's after Labor Day, so those Labor Day contract negotiations are almost wrapping up. We we are gonna have him back on the payroll very soon. Very Back in sad. time for season three, but he will have less time off for the next year or so. No, yeah, we we're we're locking him 
lock him into a pretty strict contract going going forward. Yeah, we're also a- anti pod union here. Oh yeah, of course. So don't, don't even think about it, Bebop. We know you're trying to rally your crew <laughs> to union up. It's not going to happen. Jesse's very I confused. I have no right now. idea what's <laughs> being said. To be honest, <laughs> I'm going to let the dogs into the room. Give me a moment. <laughs> okay. okay. You can continue talking. So I don't want to hear. If there's any union talk from those fucking dogs you're bringing here, I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to fucking God. They better not be trying to get a job on this podcast. We already have too many people on the payroll. We don't need any more dog auditions <laughs> yeah. in the background. So uh, we get we get the first bit of weirdness where uh, Rebecca doesn't want Sarah looking at any of her like drawings until they're perfect because that's just her process. Uh, we also... The roommates also meet up with Tracy and this other girl who is named Kim, apparently. And uh, they get off on the wrong foot. So Rebecca, not a fan of Tracy right off the bat. That that will probably come into play later. And um, so Sarah goes to her fashion class. And this is when we first see the wonderful fedora hat and scarf on. That That is fashion. Like, the, the, the professor will say that not everyone has style. And we see right away that Sarah is the most stylish person in all of ULA. So I think that that's what got her into the class. Like she showed up late with her fedora and her indoor scarf and was like, listen, you're going to let me into this class because <laughs> yeah. look at me. And her he couldn't tra- argue. He <laughs> couldn't true. argue with that. Her trying to get into the class is such a funny scene. She has a request form, but it's too late because uh, Professor Roberts' class is already full. And he starts off by saying, like, why should I accept your request form when I just denied three other students? And, he, you know, he tells her to take one of the three other intro to design classes. And she says, no, I'll just take it next year because I want to be in your class. And then all of a sudden he just changes his mind for no reason. He's like, you have two things I can't teach, style and desire. And then... She just like <laughs> she just like goofily smiles at him, which is funny in itself because it's a weird reaction. But then also, like, what is he talking about? Like, I guess she, the hat. Yeah, she doesn't and... show any passion. She's just like, okay, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess the hat and scarf were pretty stylish. I don't know. So her outfit must have saved her here. But all I she mean... did was ask to be in his class, and then gave up right away when she said no and said, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so it's not, she doesn't have that much desire. Also, it's crazy that she was willing to skip the intro class for her major for an entire year just because she wanted to be in his. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This professor was, like, so pretentious the whole time he was on screen that I was, like, cringing watching this. Like, like also, he name-dropped, like, Mark Jacobs and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, I feel like when you talk about, like, fashion as, like, a professor... Maybe you mentioned that, but, like, there's definitely other names that you mentioned. And, sorry, squeaky toy. Um, It just, I don't know, it just was, like, making me cringe the whole time. I was like, can we not see this part of the movie? (laughs) So, um... These these girls are gonna go to the club. These poor girls are dancing with, like, the ugliest guys I've ever seen. And, um... They're just gonna have a good good night out on the town. But, um... Unfortunately... Club scene is not for uh, Rebecca and Sarah. They're going to hang out in a a diner, and uh, Rebecca has just gotten ditched by Tracy, who uh, decided to, you know, get laid. I I can't blame her. She's in college. She's having a good time. I don't know. Let's go. We we really demonize Tracy in this movie. I love how she's like, she says to Sarah, watch these guys flirt with me. And then Sarah does like a 360 (laughs) and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i will not be watching you. yeah does she, does she want her to watch her because like it's like her kink or does she want her to like make fun of the guys because the way the guys are flirting with her is very funny they're just like 
dancing at her and by yeah. dancing i mean just like moving their arms awkwardly in their like right. giant suits <laughs> yeah it's a very she awkward probably dance is, like, scene she probably is like look at how like gross and pathetic these guys are but then she goes home yeah. with one of them so yeah. <laughs> look how gross they are i'm gonna bang them <laughs> for, for the bit though i'm gonna bang this guy for, for the, the bit. bit he had a, a porsche <laughs> He did. So <laughs> in the diner, uh, Rebecca's going to say something to, to Sarah, like, Tracy had her shot tonight, but tomorrow you're all mine. So you can tell she's kind of obsessed already. Um, de- de- definitely going to get worse from here. And then the next day they go to, to some art museum. And I mean, that, that that's really it. I, I, have, I have nothing more to add about the art <laughs> There's really just nothing. Nothing happened. It's like so much setup in this movie. For yeah. <laughs> It says a bunch of setup, and you're, you know what's coming. Like, like she's gonna tick <laughs> yeah, off exactly. every one of her friends one by one. Yeah, so, so it doesn't matter how they, she's gonna do it. They continue to bond. They're taking pictures together in front of uh, graffiti. A truly lovely friendship. At this point, I was like, man, I, I wish I could just watch two pretty girls be friends with each other. That'd yeah, be one watch that instead. <laughs> instead of I know this is gonna go off the rails pretty soon. Uh, this is when the first discussion of the tattoo comes up, and. Um, Rebecca right away is just like I hate tattoos, and she's, she refuses to believe that Sarah even has a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> were tattoos so taboo back in 2011 oh, yeah. that it was like oh, unheard yeah. of for someone to have you a tattoo? Have a tattoo. Is, technically, they're supposed to be like 18 or something, but like I don't know. That's like, true. We for, we forget they're not 31 years old. Yeah, but even then, it's like we all knew somebody who had a tattoo at 18. Yeah. So I mean, we all knew, we all knew uh, Pete Crescito, who had twenty eight tattoos just on his face at, at age eighteen, <laughs> like a young Post Malone. <laughs> so this is where we get um, the backstory here with Emily. She has a tattoo. Uh, it says Emily on what? Like her? I, I, I'm like pointing, but you can't see me point. <laughs> I can hear you point. It's, yeah, it it's went whoosh, like whoosh. below her shoulder, I guess. What? What? I I felt yeah. that it was like on her boob. Like that's it's like it above like, her it boob. Was like it's like below collarbone. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. It's like between shoulder and boob area. Uh, a lovely place to have your sister's like, name over her and heart, maybe. Y- yeah, maybe. maybe that's a little high for a heart, I think. But <laughs> if I were to, yeah, if I were to get it on there, you, you gotta like circle the bottom of the Y just around the the areola. <laughs> okay. Thank. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Emily's her older sister who died when she was nine. Uh, very sad. At first, I thought this was just like a random piece of backstory, but this this will come back. It comes this, up in the tattoo. funniest way possible. <laughs> 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 One of my jokes in the episode. And then and then again enough. And then with this like abrupt transition, the mo- the moment we are like having a moment here where she talks about her dead sister, and then it ends very abruptly when Rebecca's just like. I always wanted a sister. <laughs> and then I, have an, like, I have an idea. And then, it and then Sarah's just, yeah. And then she's just like, come on. And then the yeah. scene ends. It's, it's so strange. It's it so. was so weird. I was like, you're not going <laughs> to reply to that. You're not going to say yeah. anything. Like, you're just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go, girl. Yeah, so we find out that uh, Sarah's updating her profile. Her favorite movie is The Devil Wears Prada. And Rebecca's making fun of her because that movie isn't a classic, which, first of all, yes, it is. Yeah. And secondly, a, a Blair moment here where she probably only considers that uh, Aubrey Hepburn movies are, are the classics. <laughs> right. But then, a, a nice touch here. 
Sarah goes out for a lot of runs. <laughs> like Sarah, every other scene, Sarah is running. And w- during her next run, Rebecca immediately gets a Devil Wears Prada poster <laughs> and puts it up. And is also just like looking through her stuff and wearing her perfume, I guess. Uh, is looking at pictures of her and her sister. And she puts on the necklace. And uh, she's like, doesn't take long. She's already starting with the obsession. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, I don't see what's wrong. Um, I did right. Lot. You're like, always this, wearing this your friends' perfume and wearing their necklaces. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I the necklace is weird. The poster is weird. The perfume is like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Unless it was expensive, I mean, then that's weird. Like, right. but yeah, yeah, the poster is kind of weird, especially. But okay, but can I point something out here? She says when she's updating her profile this is sarah she says mm-hmm. look i changed my new favorite artist or whatever because their social media has like a oh, spot funny, for you yeah. to write like who your right, favorite, artist right, is. favorite artist yeah and, and not musical artists like artist artists yeah and she picks the artist that they just went to the gallery to do like to view his work so she kind of did the same exact thing that's true that that's tr- rebecca that's true. did and yeah. so who's to blame here? <laughs> That's true. It's They're funny. both equal to blame. <laughs> it's almost now, like what, you, if you were to get like a new Spotify account and it first asks you like, oh, who are some of your favorite artists? And you're just like, why don't I see like <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci anywhere on here? <laughs> 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 Not seeing any Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh. Van Gogh. So um, Sarah comes back from her very long run. The the, uh, the sun has gone down now. Uh, like no flags are being raised at all here that she has already gotten a, uh, a Devil Wears Prada poster and that she's wearing her necklace. I guess the necklace does, uh, you know, take her aback a little bit. But uh, more newsworthy, she, she finds a cat and she brings it home or a little kitty. And we're all cat people here, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. With the, the I know, Jesse, you've been in the background. Uh, yeah, you've been hanging out with your dogs today, but I, yeah. I feel like you're a cat person. Oh, yeah. No, I, so, like, I have these dogs with me, but, like, I know in my heart that I'm a cat person, and it's really difficult to be with dogs. So I'm like, can you I just you. take a 10-hour nap, please? Yeah, can you guys just be cats, please? Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Did you so guys ever have a... job uh... a lot easier. <laughs> Did you guys ever have illegal cat pets for any of your dorm rooms? So I, this is like, this movie's weird for me because a lot of it is like similar to what college was like for me. So like when I moved into my freshman dorm, I didn't have a roommate for like three months and I was supposed to have a roommate the first day and like nobody showed up. So that was weird. Nice. And then later on in the year, we found a kitten in the courtyard and we were like trying to sneak it into the building. And then like, like the, the head RA was like, you guys can't bring this into the building. So I had my chance to be Leeton Meester and I lost it because of your life was a uh... a selfish RA. (laughs) (laughs) It's very selfish. Your life was like a direct remake of the roommate. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's really relatable. We had it. <laughs> yes, we had illegal pet mice back back when I was in college, and I hated them. Did were they also living in what? the building, or did you? That's horrible. Did you bring them into the building? They bought them. My I had nothing to do with this. My roommates bought them in a pet store, oh my like God. cheap, because they they were being sold as snake food. Oh yeah. So That's... you buy them for cheap. They brought them home, and I hated them. They smelled bad. They sunk up the whole room. That they sounds like a fucking at all. I would not let anyone do that. That's insane. Yeah, some I was outvoted some... three to one. 
Well, you got to honor that. Yeah, <laughs> I there's nothing so. I could do. Yeah, so I would not recommend uh, getting mice. This little kitty is much cuter than the mice. You know what? I should have taken the mice and put him in the fucking dryer. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that was so wrong. Oh, I can't. I, I, that was. I couldn't believe that. I literally could not believe it. I, really... I as soon as you put it in the dryer, I skipped ahead thirty seconds. Yeah, I. And I, I will reveal that that was the first time my my jaw dropped. I audibly gasped and I said out loud, "Oh my god!" My jaw <laughs> was not dropped, expecting that to happen. My jaw dropped multiple times during this movie because I live for the drama. But this point in particular, I was like, she's not about to do this. I have so many questions about this. Like, nobody saw her. Like, Yeah, didn't it, like, didn't someone hear it? Didn't someone smell it? Didn't it. No one walked in. No How one... did she clean it up? <laughs> Who like, cleaned it up? Where yeah. did it go? Like, <laughs> No questions are answered. Instead, we just get an ab- another abrupt scene change. <laughs> this is insane. For real? It was, that, that, was, that was probably the craziest part of the whole, the whole episode. Yeah. yeah, so we're not even there yet, but so Sarah notices Rebecca wearing her necklace and gets upset because it was her sister's and it was the only thing she kept of hers. And then she does tell Rebecca, you can borrow anything you want of hers except for that. So pretty good deal. And then she's also like, you're the first roommate I, <laughs> I've had since Emily died, which is a weird thing to say because like she's kind of referring to Emily as her roommate, not her sister, which right. is accurate, but yeah. still strange. <laughs> and like Rebecca's also presumably the only roommate she's had since she's been living at home until she went to college. So it is a weird thing to harp on where she's like, you're, you're the first roommate I've ever had since Emily. I have, yeah, that's strange. I have written in my notes, is Rebecca a ghost or a lesbian? <laughs> yes, both, obviously. It's gotta yeah. be one or the other. Oh, both, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not hating the movie so far, but like when we get dialogue like this where... She's like she says that story and then she's like, so it's a little odd, in a good way or a bad way, a good way. <laughs> and then the scene just ends. Like I'm starting to understand the lo- the low score a little bit. Yeah, I, and this I is not how people I'm, I'm talk not, like, to each other. I'm not vehemently against this movie. It doesn't like bother me, bother me. But I, like you said, I, it just you're starting to see why it gets such a bad rating because of things like that. Yeah, um, and I think M- Minka's acting is pretty bad. Uh, late in the yeah. Easter's Good as always. She, and, she's in her, in her right. kind of her great role that she does. Um, but I, I think as far as just like the cuts that go along with it brings the score down probably. Um, and just like this, the motivation is not there either. I'm so confused about why she likes her so much because it seems like she likes her before she even meets her. She's ready to like, all right, you're my next project. And I guess we, right. we, we sort of touch on that later on. Like, I guess this is something that she does. But like it's almost like she knew who she was going to pick as her next victim before she got to college. I almost wish we could discover, like, just explore a little bit more. Uh, we need a prequel. Into, into, yeah. into the prequel, because I, I want to know what happened with that high school girl. Like, we're jumping all over the place, but like, it's just interesting. That would that sort of thing could bring up some interesting plot lines if we go into like what exactly is going on in her brain and like why she's interested in certain people and all yeah. that stuff. And it's not unusual to like have an idea of who your roommate is before you get to college. Like, there's. There's schools that let you pick or like match you with people before you even move in. So if they had like met each other briefly before moving in, it that even would have made a little more sense. Like that she had the whole summer right. to like be like, Oh, this is my roommate and I'm obsessed with her. Right. But and now yeah. 
Yeah, we just kind of jump into it. And speaking of just jumping into things, we cut to the next scene, and apparently Sarah has a job at a coffee place, <laughs> and her guy, her <laughs> boyfriend walks in and asks her out on a date. Cut to now uh, Rebecca has bought them two tickets to a Richard Prince show since he's her favorite artist, uh, even though she already has a date. Like, she didn't ask or anything. She just mm-hmm. bought the tickets with without asking, assuming she'd want to go. And she does reschedule her date, so um, on one condition, that she gets to dress her, I guess, so... Um, so they're going to go to the show together while, uh, while Sarah's going to take a shower. And while Sarah is in the shower, Rebecca pierces her own ear oh while her music plays in the background. This is when we get this, like, cause like you said before, we're not at the, the cat execution yet. When we first, this is the first weird thing we see <laughs> gore wise. I'm like, Oh no. If this is like the oh, start no. of it, like what's no. going to happen now? We're going to get more <laughs> ring stuff. And yeah, we do, we're gonna. We're gonna. I, I could tell right here. We're gonna get more cat burning. Um, it's gonna be one of those movies. I thought yeah, it was yeah, gonna you, be more. You could tell more like horror, like than psychological thriller. So right. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but because it like borderline, it, like that cat thing was horrible. Yeah, it's all, it's borderline like not slasher film, but like it is borderline horror. I would say it was more horror than thriller because when i think think of thriller i don't necessarily think like five murders yeah um, you know <laughs> right i think this this was only rated pg-13 i think in the rated r version this is more of like a slasher more film which you, yes where, they yeah. don't cut away from um, stuff yeah um so sarah is back in class and this prick of a fashion design <laughs> professor is like who can tell me the difference between fashion and style uh, Sarah really fitting into her class. She gets it right. She, you know, fashions fade, but style is eternal. She's killing it. She's got jokes. She's making everyone laugh. Even in this scene, I was like, her professor clearly wants to fuck her. Oh yeah. Yep. Y- you you know, just tell by the way he looks. I didn't pick up on it until he was like, "Can I talk to you after class?" Um, also, <laughs> a classic sign of someone wanting to fuck. Looking straight into her cleavage. Is he, it. Is he the the guy from Titanic? Uh, I believe so. I've never seen Titanic from beginning to end, but I believe this is Billy Zane, who I think is is, is in the Titanic. Was he one of the band members that plays <laughs> yeah, as the ship goes yeah, down? Yeah, he, he plays the oboe. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an obist. <laughs> um, um, th- this isn't, like, this doesn't go along with this scene in particular, but I did want to point out that they're, they are so similar looking, Sarah and Rebecca, that in most of the scenes that they share the screen, they have one, they have, I think it's usually Sarah, they have her have her hair up. Right. So that you don't <laughs> Because confuse. they know. You can tell yeah. Who is it? Right. So we're not <laughs> confused that this is just a reflection of someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah meets up with someone named Irene. Who is Irene? How do we know her? Like, this is just a character that is just introduced I out of she nowhere. I said that yeah, she, 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 like, shows Rebecca her friends or whatever, her Facebook, basically, and is like, this is my, this is my, my old friend. She's a few years older than me. But this woman seems like she is actually in her 40s. Like, not just yeah, the that's actress. She was her, I thought she was her mom or something, or, like, aunt. <laughs> That's so. Um, I I'm so confused about who this character is. Like, is she a cousin? Is she a friend? Like, what? Yeah, is... I, it, it did. It made I me think, feel like I was missing things. Like, did, yeah. I, did I look away for a second? <laughs> yeah, we, because it feels like we missed so much. She's like a fully established like adult 
like fashion right. designer. She has like a really nice apartment in like I don't know, probably downtown LA. It's just confusing. And she's just like, Oh, I travel a lot, so like you can use my apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so it's strange. Like, and like I don't know where that comes from. Also, um, another who's who of teen dramas is this actor was apparently in in One Tree Hill, which uh, I have not seen. So uh, it's still a little unclear as to who exactly this is. But Sarah and Steven are going to have a library date. And I I don't know. What what do you guys think of these two? Like, I guess they have some chemistry, but we get, like, no reason to root for this couple. We don't see their relationship progress since the rapey vibes in the beginning. There's no will they, won't they. It's just like, they met. They like each other, now they're dating, and that's it. Like, I guess the movie isn't about them, but, again, it's like, why introduce so many characters if we're going to get nothing from them? It kind of just feels like like it's a, I don't know, like, you're a freshman in college and you just met, like, the first guy you have talked to. Yeah. And, like, now you guys are dating. (laughs) Yeah, so they are staying true to the freshman experience. Yeah, the first first guy who said he almost raped you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a classic, a classic. Cute. yeah i mean I, th- I think it's the reason why we don't end up getting anything from other characters is because they're really just given to you so that you have more targets for rebecca so it's right. like all right yeah. need more people they're not going to give you a ton it's just like we need more people for her to be jealous of and murder right and we see rebecca like stalking steven at one point but she never does like attack him yeah but Super she's downfall. just like lurking in the the library yeah. shelves and she just yeah. goes Steven. And it's like he doesn't, he doesn't even notice it. Like it's so weird. It's so weird. She's very fast. But so, I have to admit, like I I said I didn't like him at the beginning of the movie, but somewhere in the middle, I guess just like their their like back and forth like started to grow on me and I was like they're kind wow. of they're kind of cute. Like oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe Cam Gigante must just be charming enough for I, to to win you over at some point. That has to be what it is. Like it's just he's two, a hunk. Like attractive people kissing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I like yeah, that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that. I That's literally pleasing to me. I literally wrote. <laughs> Stephen has a dumb face, and then the next bullet down says he's okay. <laughs> so Which it was a rave. very it's a, quick it's a turnaround for me. <laughs> But they did go, the the date that they go on to, like, the bench view, like, there's, like, a skyline in the background. That's actually, I'm pretty sure that's the same exact spot that is in 500 Days of Summer. Wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is. You heard it it here first. That's your fun fact of the movie. Yeah. There you go. Um, (laughs) It's a fact. So Tracy is showering, and I'm sure this is where you paused the movie, Brendan. Oh, yeah. I got to see all those uh, tattoos on Areola's. I mean, the camera really pans down while uh, Tracy is showering, and, and we almost see butt, and then she turns around, and the camera just stays on her belly button yep. for an uncomfortable amount of time. I guess that will come into play very well, soon. Well, that's what it is. It's like telling <laughs> yes. you, hey, Brendan, get ready to fucking fast forward, because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> and they said your name, yes. They said, hey, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> the lights go out. The tension's building. Uh, we hear someone turn the shower on as Tracy is walking around trying to figure out what's going on. And then Rebecca comes in and in some like, kind of bizarre like overcoat and slams <laughs> her to the ground. <laughs> 
She's like, you know what I think? I think you're a trashy little party-going whore, and you are a bad influence on her. You tell anyone about this, and I will kill you. And then she rips out her belly ah. and, says, and says, nice belly ring. Oh, that sound ring. was disgusting. She, nice belly ring. She tosses it at her. She's like... What a catchphrase. So that, nice made, belly me, ring. that made me like cringe, uh. but then also I was like laughing because I was like, how do you like how do you do that and then just so calmly say like nice nice belly ring oh. nice belly ring that was one of the Get grossest things i've ever seen in the history of my film watching wow you and must I not watch that many it, gross movies no i don't i can't believe it was pg-13 and they showed that much of her spine yeah, yeah. <laughs> spines are uh, very raunchy yeah i'm a i'm a, I'm a spino <laughs> Love so, so this is when uh, Rebe- uh Sarah comes back from her, her date and Rebecca is like, where were you? And she's like so pissed. It's oh obviously God, a little yeah. much. Steven's very confused. But I- even now, Sarah's like, you know, she's right. I should have called. That's true. <laughs> that is <laughs> At least she's starting to get uh, Rebecca's game here. Yeah, she gets it. <laughs> you know, Rebecca's just a, a dedicated and loyal roommate. It's weird how that's what, I, that's what I think. It's weird how long Sarah is like okay with it though. Yes, it is very <laughs> strange that she doesn't like there's she like the warning signs are there and she's not like no, nothing is getting flagged up to her. It, yeah. Even when uh, her and Steven are on like she they're on her social media and it's like she, she's listed as Rebecca's best friend already. Mm-hmm. And Steven's like, "Ah, eh, there might be a little something more to this." Yeah. And, which would make <laughs> sense. Like right, if she yeah. was like if she was like romantically interested in her, it would make more sense than like her just being like, "Well, I'm just clinging on to you because you're like a girl near me." Like yeah, cuz I'm just upset yeah. cuz you're my roommate and so I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Well, I want I want to know more about her background too, Sarah, because that would make more sense if she maybe didn't have any friends growing up either cuz we find out later that Rebecca has no friends, which which makes total sense. Like, not yeah. a surprise to anyone. But maybe uh, Sarah is just as needy and is like, you know what? Someone who cares too much about me is better than nobody at all. Maybe that's why she's she's so uh, understanding to this point. It would. Well, we really got to get this. Gotta, we got to build a lot of cannon for her. Yeah. It would almost yeah. make more sense if Rebecca was the one who lost a sister. Like, yes. and then that's would, why yeah. she's being clingy. But she, we get such little information about her family too that it's just it raises all these questions and there's never any answers. Right, that would make a lot more sense if she lost a sister and she's like looking for someone to replace that. Instead, Sarah's the one who lost a sister, and Rebecca is just like, "I can be your sister." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Um, <laughs> so Tracy has changed dorms. She she took the warning seriously and she got the hell out of here. She's like, I have no interest in in getting killed. Uh, more notably, Sarah is wearing that beautiful fedora scarf combo again. Mm-hmm. Iconic. For someone who's supposed to be for someone who's supposed to be so stylish, why am I laughing every time she comes on screen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't know. I think it it was stylish for the 2007 original. I, I just can't. For the original, yes. I can't remember a time where like I ever saw a fedora and was like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh, sick! Oh, that's style. <laughs> style is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's I, like Sarah still isn't suspicious. Like Tracy warned her about Rebecca earlier. Now Tracy is clearly like bothered by something and has changed dorms. But uh, you know, re- Sarah does not seem bothered by it at all. No, she doesn't care. She's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So 
Sarah and Steven are going to get a uh, they're going to get hot and heavy here. Steven Ooh. needs 30 seconds to clean clean his room <laughs> and uh they have this this great moment where she's like I'm just going to have to start taking off my clothes out here. Yeah, right. Oops, there goes my shirt. I don't believe you. Like what is happening here? Like it's <laughs> such a strange as I'm he's like shoving like foreplay. pizza boxes and like disgusting Who wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, good for her though for being like such a prude uh, when she first gets to college and has has quickly quickly become a sexual butterfly. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, good for good her. For her. With- While Rebecca is at home watching the clock. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. We've we, we've all been there. <laughs> Roommate out fucking. You're just home watching the clock, uh, getting more and more obsessed with them. And apparently, Sarah left her cell phone behind, which makes no sense. But it starts ringing, and Rebecca answers it, and it's Jason, and the wheels are turning in Rebecca's head, and she pretends to be Sarah, and tells Jason she misses him, uh, she misses him, she misses touching him, and um, then they have, like, phone sex, and she's also, like, looking at the old photo of Sarah and her sister yeah. to make things weirder. Yeah. I don't know why that was <laughs> that was, why was that her finisher? <laughs> that made me, like, go, like, hmm? Like, what? Yeah, I, I was cool with the whole thing until she looked at two children yeah. to finish. Yeah, but then this was another part where I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, when she picked up the phone, I thought she was going to be like, oh, no, like, Sarah's not here right now, but this is Rebecca. And then, like, flirt right. with the boyfriend. But but no. She no, no. doesn't. She takes it in a whole different direction. And it's like, what are your motives? <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you Yeah, doing exactly. This? And then... And then they have the phone sex, and then she just abruptly tells him to never call her again and hangs up, which is so insane. I love it. Yeah, Gagan, I hope there's a day where just you and Nicole are hanging out, and I call Nicole expecting phone sex, and you pick up, and I want to see if you if you can trick me into thinking it's it's her the whole time. Let's see how far you can oh, get with me. That, that's I, already happened, buddy. You had no yeah. idea. Yeah, sorry you had to find out about it here. But. Oh, no. Yeah, Jesse was there, too. <laughs> You traded back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's doing right. Your and best you were none the wiser. <laughs> Two drastically different impressions. <laughs> but you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the cat gets out the next day and the RA finds her and tells Sarah that they need to get rid of her or she'll lose her job. And uh, Rebecca has her next mark here. I thought the next mark was going to be the RA, but yeah. silly me. It is, it's going to be the cat. As a... Sarah meets up with her new buddy, Irene, and, like, uh, again, I don't know if we're supposed to know who this Irene person is, but Irene gives her a bunch of clothes, but unfortunately, Sarah does not have the closet space for her, so Irene tells her to just move in. Again, I don't know who this stranger is, so this almost seems crazier than anything that Rebecca has done so far, Mm -hmm. and... Irene tells Sarah, like, she's like, I'm never around. You can keep the pet here. So, like, ditch your roommate, move in here. And Sarah says she'll talk to her roommate about it. So, Rebecca's obviously unstable. We've established this. But I do think it's actually, like, fucked up. And I'd be so pissed if I was Rebecca. Um, I would probably murder. You know what? I don't think I would murder anyone. I I, I, I take that back. I don't want that on the record. I would not murder someone if I found this out. But I'd be mad enough to, uh, to think about murdering someone. I'd be really mad. Like, if someone... If I'm rooming with someone and they're just like, yeah, I'm going to move out and live with this cooler person and also I'm taking the cat, like, see ya. Is that okay with you? I'd be very upset. Not to be Team Rebecca. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to tip my hand too much, but I'm Team Rebecca overall this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yes. I definitely, oh, by the end of it, I'm with her. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Rebecca. Hashtag I'm with her. Hashtag I'm with her. I wouldn't be 
like, I wouldn't be upset that she was moving out because then it's like, okay, cool. Because she says, she says, you wouldn't have to get another roommate. I'll still technically be living here. So it's Which like, is the nice thing, yeah. What, how right. much money, <laughs> like, you, you <laughs> paid for a year in this dorm room and now you're just going to throw that out the window and still, like, lose that money because of a cat? Like... Yeah, they must be because of a cat. They must be pretty wealthy here. Yeah, they have to be. Um, and because was she gonna live rent free at? Irene? I think so. It, it seems so. But like even it. still, if she was gonna live rent free, she could still save the money by like withdrawing from tuition. She's already yeah. living rent free in Rebecca's head. Am I right? Oh yeah. You make <laughs> there a it good is. point. <laughs> no laugh. I'm just gonna give you an oh yeah. <laughs> so. Rebecca's looking at pictures of Irene, and we get another weird dialogue here where she's like, Irene really likes the girls. And then Sarah says, always <laughs> has. Like, are they saying she's gay? Why do they say it like that? Likes the because girls. Because it's a PG-13 movie. <laughs> it's so cr- Yeah, but then they're going to like have a full-on makeout scene later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Irene really likes the girls. Always has. Always Rebecca has. pulls away is like, oh, you do really like the girls, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm just like even more confused about who this person is now because <laughs> I just remember that at one point she's like, she's like, your dad keeps calling me. <laughs> you remember that? So confusing. She's so like, did Rebecca yes. try and fuck Sarah's mom then? I don't think that Sarah's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I. I kind of don't even want to know who she is, and I just want <laughs> no, it to it be like, like, is she a cousin? Is she a friend? Like, who is I, this? Yeah, I want to see the writer's room where, like, should we explain who Irene is? And I'm like, no, uh, it doesn't matter. Let's just make throw it her as in there. confusing as possible so nobody <laughs> can know. But does she like the? Does she really like uh, the girls? That, always, that has. always has. Always has. <laughs> so, Classic Sarah keeps Irene. saying like it makes sense. <laughs> It makes sense that they can keep cuddles. Really using uh, her cat as the ticket out of there. Um, all I would be hearing is that, you know, my best friend doesn't want to live with me anymore. And that's all Rebecca's hearing. Yeah. So Rebecca's going to do some laundry. And as I said, I audibly gasped. This was the first moment I actually did not see coming. Like, cuddles had nothing to do with this. And, like, just when I was starting to take Rebecca's side, like, also, this is what Sarah gets for trying to blame the whole thing on cuddles instead of just being honest. So they're both to blame, really. But I cannot believe Rebecca murdered a kitten by putting her in a dryer. Who even thinks of that? Yeah, okay. So so this this is kind of like the whole Chuck thing with ep- the episode one attempted rape. Um, mm. I want to excuse this and not treat it as canon. Because <laughs> then I keep happen in the middle can, of the movie. Yeah, she can proceed to be my favorite character of the episode. Or I keep calling the episode, but it's, it's, it's a long episode. It's a long episode yeah. of <laughs> yeah. whatever ridiculous movie this is. But. It just it makes no sense because the other ones are all have some motivation behind them in that they are in the way of Rebecca being Sarah's favorite. Like, was she ever she wanted this cat too? I thought like she thought she liked it. Like, what? Yeah. But why does she want to get rid of Sarah it? Sarah keep because Sarah keeps saying like, oh, it makes sense for me to move out so that oh, we can right. keep cuddles. Yeah. So, so now with cuddles so we can out of the together, picture. Yeah. And like, is okay, it so weird though that? Is it weird that Sarah isn't a little bit suspicious that she mentions Cuddles and then all of a sudden it's Cuddles gone. goes missing? Yeah. Like, especially now that she has she has to start seeing that her roommate is a little unhinged. Right. At the very least, you would think, like, okay, Rebecca probably just at least just threw the cat outside and, like, let it run away. Right. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go I mean, immediately also to just like, Exactly. <laughs> like, there's so many other things she could have done besides put that cat in 
a dryer. Right, you found it outside. Okay. Just put it back. I, we really actually do need more questions answered about like how they how she cleaned up the dryer after this because <laughs> those are public like dryers in the dorms. Like anyone could have walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Imagine being the person so, to use it right after that. <laughs> I would hate to be that person. Where's yeah. that deleted scene? We need to get the DVD so we can get these deleted scenes. There's probably like 45 minutes worth of deleted scenes. Just that actually that, make the movie make sense. Yeah, exactly. So Sarah brings up that she doesn't want to go home for Thanksgiving. Uh, a fellow Thanksgiving hater, just like myself, uh, mm, due yes. to Emily dying two days before Thanksgiving. And so Rebecca's going to invite Sarah to Thanksgiving at her house. Uh, but Stephen has also asked her to stay here. So um, honestly, Stephen's lucky he didn't find himself in a dryer after that comment, to be honest. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that would have been better, too, if she just... That was the same kill every time. So, like, the entire laundry room was filled with just, like, Every dryer. Is- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, thank so, you. Sarah's fashion professor loves that her work is so kinky and edgy. And uh, this hate, guy also wears. I hate that he <laughs> used that word. <laughs> and he also wears hats and scarves, so we know he's very fashionable. Yes. His uh, hat he's going was to fashion worse. Week. <laughs> his hat was so much worse than the fedora. That's good. I thought it, his hat was pretty kinky and edgy. Personally. You know what? Very kinky right. edgy. You make the point. two adjectives that everyone wants their art described as kinky. I'll get that edgy. a lot actually in my uh, computer engineering degree. My professor for intro, which I waited a year to take, by the way, uh, he kept <laughs> saying that my my coding was very kinky and edgy. <laughs> and it was. I've seen your coding before. <laughs> so he's going to Fashion Week in Paris. He's allowed to bring an assistant. Usually it's a senior, but not always. And since he wants to fuck Sarah, he's willing to bring her. And so. Yeah, I was speculating this might be the case, but he makes it pretty obvious now as he's uh, goes in for the kiss, and Sarah backs away and leaves, and he tries to play it off, and he's like, "Oh, the offer still stands," but like, God, Sarah can't catch a break. Like, yeah, for w- real. one of her only friends, one of her only friends in Tracy just switched dorms. Her cat just like died, unbeknownst to her, but she still thinks he ran away. And like, even the things that aren't Rebecca's fault are coming up, like the anniversary of her sister's death, her creepy professor making sexual advances toward her. Yeah, just a, a bad week for Sarah. This school sucks. Like, she she was there for like what like three months and she had already been like sexually assaulted by a professor attempted yeah. sexually assaulted by someone she ended up dating like who yeah, should have gotten a brown she's who got a she's got college freshman students <laughs> truly, like... she's got college freshman trauma bingo already and we're only at thanksgiving her clothes <laughs> smell like dead kitten because she used one of the <laughs> dorm dryers rebecca why do our clothes smell like dead kitten <laughs> oh it must be the new detergent i got i don't know <laughs> um, so she immediately tells Rebecca what happened, and uh, she's not going to tell Stephen because that would just cause problems. Oh, I don't yeah. really understand the logic, but all right. And so, <laughs> and Rebecca's here for her, and by that, of course, I mean she immediately finds Professor Roberts, and um, she tells Roberts she's failing intro to psych because she's bored. She's going to fall behind in credits. Daddy won't take that very well, and she's Ugh. in full seduction mode as Roberts whips off his wedding ring, and. The only thing Rebecca knows about clothes, she says, is that uh, she looks better out of them than in them, and, and that's enough to get to get Professor oh, yeah. Roberts all horned up. And um, at this point, I was asking, what's the point of this movie? Like, what are we <laughs> ultimately getting at? Because right now, it's really just Re- Rebecca attacking people in the movie one by one with no real goal in mind other than just to have Sarah all to herself. And, like, maybe that is just what the movie is. But, that's it. Uh, I mean, this, this one was actually fucking... kind of nice because she knew oh, about these sexual advances. was like, you know what? I'll fuck him up for you. I'll kill him, yeah. But she's she's going up later about like yeah. she's listing off the things that she's done for Sarah, 
And this is one of the most genuine ones. Legitimate. Like, all right. This <laughs> one, <laughs> pretty nice. I was actually okay with this one. Like, I, I thought yeah. that it was, like, pretty badass, you know? No, yeah, I loved this. Yeah. So, like, this fucking creep wastes no time in making out with a potential student. And this is when <laughs> Rebecca just gives the performance of a lifetime. She just starts screaming and accusing him of attacking her. Like, she's literally screaming her head off. And she hits him and records the whole thing on her phone. Like, honestly, this this was iconic. This was, like, we had to stand Rebecca in this moment. Yeah. And, like, yeah. this is the only thing she does that I'm fully on board for. Like, mm-hmm. this professor is a fucking creep. And she, like, she got him. She played his game and, like actually gave an Academy Award-winning performance. <laughs> like, if only she hadn't just killed a cat, I would really be starting to like her. Yeah, totally. This is great. I mean, if we had more but, of this energy and not so much the sociopathical energy, uh, that would be good. She would be a good character. In this moment, yeah, like, she was kind of a girl boss. <laughs> kind, kind of a girl boss, yes. <laughs> she was slaying all over the place. And obviously, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'd say in a normal scenario, I guess probably not cool to make false claims about people sexually assaulting you, but this guy is a fucking creep. That is he canon. Well, he he yeah. did, though. I mean, like, she she kind of, like, led him into that situation, right. but he still, like, she's, what, like, 18, and he is right. probably 50-something? I don't know. And he's married. <laughs> he looks, he looks yeah. 50. So, no, yeah, no, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, this is well-warranted. Like, this yeah. is not an innocent guy. This guy sucks. So, yeah. Um, Sarah shows up to class and there's a new professor all of a sudden. Uh, again, she's not looking into this at all. Um, someone sent the dean an anonymous recording of him hitting on a student. And uh, Rebecca just calls it instant karma. And Sarah's still not able to pick up on all of these hints. <laughs> so weird. Every time you mention something, they just go mysteriously missing. Yeah. That's it's crazy, she's very, actually. very ditzy, airheaded character she is. Yeah. Yes. Or she just um, thinks that, like... She she doesn't notice that all of these things revolve around her because she's like, huh, the world does revolve around me. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we get another, like, not much happens in this next scene here where we're just at another one of Steven's show. But another line that I was questioning, Sarah wants to know if it will be fun staying here for Thanksgiving. And Steven's big pitch is dinner at the frat house, football games, and the always awkward homoerotic humor. What does that mean by that? Like, what? I'm so confused. Honestly, it, it, it sounds like a good time. Sounds like a fucking blast. <laughs> Actually, no. First of all, frat house, no. Football games, no. no. But the always awkward homoerotic humor, I need to know more about. It, like, what? What is? <laughs> yeah, he says it like, so it, matter-of-factly. Like, this is something that, like, obviously the big three. Dinner at the frat house. Yes, obviously. Football games. It's Thanksgiving. That's standard. The always awkward homoerotic humor. A standard Thanksgiving tradition. It seems like he, like, is homophobic, but all his friends aren't. And he's like, they make all these gay jokes, and I just don't get it, man. Like, they they all (laughs) laugh at him, but I'm like, what are you talking about, dudes? Or it's the other way around, and he's the one making the jokes. And it's awkward because everyone's like, that's gay, man. Yeah. Like, ew, gross. But his his frat house is really nice. Like his bedroom, I thought they were in a hotel room. At one point, when they were <laughs> yeah. like in his bedroom, I I was like, wow, they they got a hotel. That's weird. But like he just, <laughs> I mean, had, they like, have the money for it. Probably he just has like a very well decorated like frat bedroom. Like you, that's not realistic. I I don't think that's realistic. Right. But so no. when, when whenever you get like frats in movies and TV, it always looks really awesome and. Uh, I, I've been to a handful of oh, frats. Frat uh, not that there's not many in New Paltz, but when I've gone to visit people and we've gone to frat, like especially like I think the the real the frattiest frat house I've been to is when we visited Gerard in Boston College, and that was more like what you see in the movies. Um, mm-hmm. Or it was it was like equally it, it was douchey enough to look like a movie 
frat house, but uh, it's never that nice. And it always, it always smells way worse than you can imagine just by seeing oh it on television. God. Yeah, at least in Albany, frat houses are some of the dirtiest places I've ever, yeah, <laughs> ever stepped foot in in my life. Yeah. They're so, always wet. They're always like damp. Ew. Yeah, yeah. I can smell it now that you're saying it. Yeah. I'm so glad I, um, I have no reference for this. <laughs> It's yeah, consider yourself lucky. I've never had like a great night in a frat house, so you're not missing much. <laughs> um, the next scene, Rebecca punches herself in the face, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but I did laugh at that because <laughs> it came out of nowhere. What on earth is she doing? Yeah. I probably shouldn't laugh because she's clearly unwell. You know, self harm, very important issue. But I really just was not expecting her to punch herself it's in the, the face timing. multiple That's what it was. times. Like, if you if you the timing's different, then you you maybe sympathize a little more. But it's just like yeah, it's it cut from one issue yeah. to the punch in the face. Yeah. And then she starts like cutting her stomach with like a box cutter that, or something. I cut and at past that, that. I, at that point, I was just yelling, "No!" I think oh, she yeah. like she she kind of just like did like a one stab kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I guess one she, stab she was trying to make it look like she got jumped. Yes. I guess so. Just so because yeah, Sarah, can give her Sarah comes home, yeah. she's Very like, "I was looking for cuddles." <laughs> yeah. She's like, I was looking for cuddles. I got pulled into an alley. Amon attacked. Uh, um, Amon, a man. Not Amon not Adwin, former Amon. guest of the show. Amon, Amon did, not, did not attack her. Or Amon, the season one villain from Legend of Korra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amon from, like, that, Sarah probably still wouldn't even question that. She'd be like, oh my God, a cartoon character is attacking you now. That's so terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I see now we're just going so far like what is Rebecca hoping to get out of this just like sympathy from Sarah I guess like I guess she does I don't know how she planned on this working but I guess the result she does get because uh Rebecca or Sarah's like okay since you got jumped I guess I'll take care of you and go to Thanksgiving with you instead of staying here it worked yeah yeah I guess this is crazy too that she takes her home to Thanksgiving and now the stab wound's fine like she's not like bleeding through her shirt (laughs) yeah um Notably, though, Sarah wants her to go to the hospital and talk to the police, but Rebecca says ACAB. Not in so many words, That's but she true. says she doesn't want to go to the police. So I'd rather uh, you take care of my stab wound. Yeah, she only wants Sarah to know. And then, yeah, so they do go home for Thanksgiving. Why does Rebecca want Sarah to come with her to Thanksgiving? Because her parents are just going to blow up her spot like they do. Yeah. Like She comes home and her parents are just like, yeah, so uh, Rebecca's kind of weird, isn't she? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this whole like situation... Like, it doesn't make sense why she would want her to come home with her, except that she can, like, keep an eye on her. Like, Rebecca can just, like, watch Sarah and, like, make sure that she's, like, not having a good time with her boyfriend or people who aren't her. It's so yeah. weird, though, right. because that's exactly what happens. Like, her parents are like, so, you notice anything a little odd about our daughter? Like, <laughs> Wink, wink. Yeah. And <laughs> the people she Has sees she uh, drawn too. any pictures of you yet or uh, <laughs> stolen your necklaces or anything? That was in the first scene. Like, she immediately, she moved in and had a portrait drawn of Sarah yeah. <laughs> and hung it on the wall. And Sarah didn't even notice. Like it's in the background. It's so. It's so. <laughs> well, like, her drawings aren't that good because even when when you're looking at the ones in her home room, like her room, yeah. back at home, uh, th- those to me looked like they, they were they were Sarah also, and then we find out that it's some other girl from high school. But like, all I think she only has one. She either has one type that she's like in love with, or she only yeah. knows how to draw like one person. Yeah, she, she needs yeah. people that look like herself because it's the only <laughs> thing she can draw. Yeah, um, this is where we get this great transition here, where Rebecca shows. Um, her, shows Sarah her room 
Uh, Sarah's, you know, upset here. She didn't tell her parents they were coming. She's like, who cares? But uh, Sarah notices the painting of some girl in Rebecca's room, as you were saying. And we get the fantastic transition where the eye of the painting rotates and turns into the plate of the turkey that they're eating from on the table. <laughs> Such an unnecessary transition, but I'm so glad they did it. Very when funny. when um, every other transition in the movie is like so abrupt, this one was like yeah, artfully yeah. done. Like, yeah. and, like, yeah, they, <laughs> they spent all the money, all the transition, all the budget on, on the one transition. We blew our transition budget on the turkey, but it was worth it. <laughs> Way worth it. But it's so even right after that, it's so awkward because the mom is like the first thing you hear is is uh, Rebecca's mom saying Sarah. I hope you're not a vegetarian or something like that. And Sarah's just like, nope. And then she just like eats a fork full of turkey. And then that's it. Like that's the interaction. And then they sit there in silence until Sarah just goes, Rebecca's an awesome roommate. Yeah. This conversation is so strange. My version had the mom say, hey guys, remember when this turkey was uh, an eye in a painting? And wings at Rebecca, the, the turkey looks like the eye in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, when you rotate that eye in your in Stop bedroom, spitting the turkey on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so the parents want to make up a nice room for Sarah, but Rebecca's insistent that Sarah stays with her. And um, this is like, again, we get another <laughs> abrupt cut where it's just the middle of the night in the kitchen now. And Rebecca like confronts her dad in the kitchen <laughs> oh and Sarah wakes up and also creeps down and starts eavesdropping. And like, we don't, I don't, we don't learn much from this conversation. This was so but, like, fucking quiet for me. I couldn't hear a lick of this. Yeah. It and was so vague and just like, we, I, oh, like, I should have so had a, weird. It's just uh, so, caption. it's so accurate though, as like a dad asking how his child is. Like he just, he, he sits down and he's like, so are you doing good? And she's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm making friends. And he, and then the, it just cuts to him being like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> so that, okay. it's, so, it's so real. So is that what the conversation was? Because I actually couldn't hear it. And I was hoping to get some insight from yeah, you. Yeah, that, that was what I heard, at least. Like, he, he just asks how she's doing. She says she's making friends. And then it just immediately cuts to him getting up and saying, well, I'm going back to bed. Because <laughs> like, I, I get like what they're trying to do in the movie was like give you the point of view of someone eavesdropping. Yeah. But that doesn't work because then you can't hear the fucking words. <laughs> so, like, and, okay. why is, and why was she just eavesdropping? Like Sarah's not the crazy one. Why is she waking up in the middle of the night and like eavesdropping on, conver- on like private conversations? Yeah. yeah. So the next day, she's chatting with Rebecca's mom, and that's when Rebecca's mom asks if uh, Rebecca's been taking her medication, which uh, maybe it's not a surprise to us that she's on medication, but it is to Sarah. And this is when it, it gets a little dicey, where it's like, I wish we could just, like, she could just be, like, an unhinged person, but it gets a little sad when we find yeah. out that she is, like, diagnosed with uh, probably some mental disorders here, and she is not taking her medication for them. Yeah, and with that, like, and some people don't, like the way they feel when they take their medicine. So I, you can even you can't even blame her for not taking her medicine. Um, you you can't even blame her for the murders for that. You can't no. Matter. You can't. She's blameless. She's blameless. She is innocent on all accounts except for cuddles. <laughs> except for the cat. Yeah. Except but for cuddles. Even this hashtag justice for cuddles. Yes. <laughs> even this interaction was kind of funny to me though because like you have this really quick moment between Sarah and Rebecca's mom where she's like she just assumes that sarah knows that like yeah. rebecca is like 
on medication or like it should be taking medication and immediately she's just like Rebecca she's taking her medication right and Rebecca comes down the stairs and she goes all right, have a nice day, girls. And that was it. Like, you don't even get, like, you don't even get the yeah, opportunity no for Sarah to be like, what do you mean? What are you talking yeah. about? Like, there's nothing. It's just so quick. Yeah, I think the mom so, realizes quickly that, like, she's not on the medicine. She's like, uh-oh, I better go. Get her get but her out of the house. Why, why are her parents so afraid of her? Like, this is something I didn't really understand. Like, because they know what she did to cuddles. She probably did that to their own cat. Back <laughs> probably, in the day. honestly. I just want to know, like, what she did in the past that they would be yes. so we afraid need to of her. And then, yeah. like, I, I don't know. They were just, like, very, like, they didn't want to say the wrong thing. And, like, maybe they just didn't want to upset her. But at the same time, it's like, it has to be more than that. Like, well, yeah. And, yeah. And then to get some more backstory that we never expound upon, like they're out on the town, they go get some coffee and the girls walk in and they all seem to recognize each other, but like no one's saying anything. Mm -hmm. And like Sarah right away, like Brendan, you're saying her drawings weren't that good, but Sarah realizes that one of those girls is the girls from her drawings. So at this point, like, yeah, I couldn't believe that she saw that. Yeah. I (laughs) felt that it took a moment for her to recognize her though. When I feel like, I mean, I don't know this girl. I recognized her immediately. (laughs) She like, goes, look at her eye. Doesn't doesn't that look like the turkey? For- <laughs> like she, turkey she's got turkey eyes. eyes. It'd be great if when you meet the girl, you just see like miniature turkey spinning. <laughs> Rotate your eyes a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so like at this point, I was starting to pick up that like it's pretty obvious that Rebecca has maybe done this obsessive protective best friend thing before with this girl maybe. And like Rebecca drags Sarah over to Maria. It's either Marie or Maria is her name or something. And uh-huh. she introduces Sarah to her. It's like a big like, fuck you. I replaced you. And it's like very tense and weird and Rebecca's just staring at her and like Sarah I feel like probably definitely able to pick up on something here and then Marie calls Rebecca back over before they leave uh, to tell her that they were never friends which seems kind of rude but also um I did not realize this but according to Wikipedia Nina Dobrev played uh yes. played Marie I don't I yeah yeah I uh, saw that in the credits and I was like that's somebody who's like relevant right now I think maybe another really very know. another very beautiful human like this is a very good looking cast yeah. um she was uh in Degrassi of course and then uh, Vampire Diaries I believe so again these teen drama they just got all the teen drama stars I feel like this scene was kind of equivalent to like what you might encounter on, like, that Thanksgiving Eve out in, like, Babylon Village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, this is something you could see happening there. We yeah, were, we're never someone. friends in yeah, the middle someone. of Mary kind of Carol's. <laughs> trying to awkwardly avoid someone that you haven't talked to in five years, and then you just go up to them and say, actually, we were never friends. And, <laughs> but then, that's it. Like, we don't learn anything, like... I thought for sure we were going to find out like what happened with her and Marie yeah. beforehand, but we do not. We just vaguely we? reference it right now and never pick up on it again. No, that'd be silly. I mean, I guess whatever happened, she never got, she hasn't evolved as a killer enough to that point where she yeah. didn't kill any one of Maria's friends. So Hopefully not. Yeah, this- she, I think she really came into her full form in college. This would be and the then- perfect spot for like, a scene where Sarah like finds a newspaper clipping or like, you know, like literally any kind of information about this girl's past. (laughs) But then instead we're just back in their dorm room to the point where I was like, are they still at, 
Rebecca's house. <laughs> but no, like they don't make a big deal of them coming back or anything. They are just back. And we get some great dialogue between the two of them again, where she, Sarah comes back from her many runs and Rebecca just says, good run. And Sarah says, great. And that, yeah. is <laughs> so that, that entire trip is literally just to tell Sarah because she couldn't tell on her own. So she had to go on this trip in order to figure out that there's something off about Rebecca. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the entire trip was for. And this I guess is literally why, like, uh, this was like the first thing that made her question: like, is she okay? Like, she didn't have any suspicions until the mother asked. She's taking her medication, right? So right. there was nothing, nothing did, before that. Did Rebecca just bring Sarah back home, just like? To hopefully run into Marie at a coffee shop so she can be like, "Look, bitch, I replaced you." Is that what? Yeah, was she that had some unfinished thing? business at home. Yeah. <laughs> she needed to bring her with her because otherwise, there's no that, reason you know why she had to come home with her. Maybe it is. Maybe that is. But it I could, wish yeah. that they would have like, I don't know, like led into that a little bit more and like made that more obvious if that was the reason why. I don't know. So, yeah. So <laughs> now we um we get another like random scene of just Rebecca being iconic where she's just getting gas and some weirdo named Rick starts being a real creep to her and starts like touching her and making unwanted advances so Rebecca just fucking pours some gasoline on him oh which my good god for her, all, a good move. all while saying like I'm so sorry again Rick and she's like she's repeating that and then she flashes a lighter and like really scares him and she calls him a pussy when he runs uh, away this like, was another girl boss so moment this was like what is the point of this scene like we we're on the track where like and, and I guess this is supposed to be part of that where we're s- showing like she's getting more and more unhinged. But this guy really was a dick, so it just seems like a random moment where yeah. just we're just supposed to stand her again. This like we're great. just like, okay, Rebecca, yes. Yeah. Oh, when she says pussy, <laughs> like, well, I think maybe the biggest laugh of the episode. Besides, this is my runner up actually for joke of the episode. <laughs> I and this, this is, is my favorite. And this scene, is this is canonically an episode of Gossip Girl. Yeah, I think it can be. I, I loved, I, even in that same scene, I just love when she's like, I'm so sorry again, Rick. And squirts him more. What I love this, I this love scene. scene. She, was, she like takes the, the gas nozzle out of the, the car and like literally like pours maybe like <laughs> half a gallon of gas, gasoline <laughs> on his crotch. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's just okay with it. Like he, he's literally like, "Oh, don't worry about it, sweetie. It's okay." Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I, I can rape through this. She douses the rest of him, and he's like, "What? Wait, what? What? What's going on?" I'm so sorry, Rick. I'm. It's so funny it's to a me. Random scene. I love this scene. It's so. I don't know why it's here, but it's so amazing. This, this um, felt, so it like kind of belonged in um what what is that Megan Fox movie? Oh, uh, um, Zoolander. No, not not, not Zoolander. Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. This felt like yes. something that belonged in Jennifer's body. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Which is yeah. a weird and sentence so- to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go to the club and Rebecca is wasted and dancing with some girls and she catches the eye of Irene, who, oh as we gosh. have established, is really likes the girls, always has. Always so- has. <laughs> Oh, and so she goes full seduction mode in the bathroom by calling her beautiful, complimenting her like cinnamon lip gloss, which cinnamon is a great flavor, I must say. I, caffeinated. Oh, wow. I, caffeinated cinnamon lip caffeinated, gloss. Caffeinated, oh yes. And then Rebecca does something, I, probably that would make Blair Waldorf very jealous herself. She starts making out with Irene in the bathroom. Oh, um, yeah. I would still argue that Blair Waldorf is the gayer character, even though um, Rebecca is making out with a woman in, in a bathroom right now. But she tells Irene, okay. 
She tells Irene she's going to invite her back to her place, but uh, she has a titular roommate, and so they go back to Irene's. And I guess this is where they go back, and then I presumably this is where she would, like, ties her to her bed or whatever yeah. happens there. Yeah. Because we don't revisit this again till the very end, and the whole time I was just like, what happened with Irene? <laughs> they just went back to her place, and we never talked about it again. But now, she was tied for how long, do you think? I, yeah, I guess she's tied for, like, wh- what is it, like a day or two? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it had yeah. to be. Happens between- it had to be. But I, so, yeah. this, this was so weird to me. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't ask any questions about this girl. She doesn't really even know that Rebecca is, like, 18 and somehow yeah. got into yeah. this club. And, like, again, this woman looks like she's, like, in her 40s. And, like, <laughs> she has, a, like, a fully-fledged-out career. Yeah. Like... Fucking anti-Rean is just going to the clubs, hooking up with eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> anti-Rean oh, you, you, you slash, know. slash ex-girlfriend ex- of your father. Yeah, 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 like, ex-girl- yeah, who is ex-mother. she? <laughs> you know here that that Rebecca's got to be super unhinged because she is famously not into the club scene. So for her yeah. to go to a club right. and get drunk right. is like just someone like her. So I, I was a little bit disappointed personally, uh, but I'm glad she got to <laughs> yeah. hook up. Yeah, yeah, she I was mean, really she, her... channeling Tracy in this moment, and she yes. should be really disappointed in herself. <laughs> <laughs> Real Tracy moment. Yeah, she, her seduction skills, for someone who uh, looks down on being a trashy whore, her seduction yeah, skills she are which, very top-notch. Yeah. Which, yeah. I um, forgot to mention with the belly button ring, I thought that because she had already pierced her ear by just shoving it yes, through it, I, I, I thought, thought she was going to give herself a belly button ring. Yeah, just like That's take it thing, and use yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. She just, she just maybe keep, that, that she could just be an interesting movie herself. too. She just, she's like the the piercer killer. Like she removes piercings <laughs> and wears all of them of her victims. Yep, that's very interesting. I think you should make that movie. I, I don't think I could stomach it if I, if I made it. <laughs> yeah, I'm already getting a little woozy just hearing about it. <laughs> so uh, Rebecca wants a tattoo and wants Sarah to come with her and Sarah just says okay even though she's clearly having like second thoughts about the friendship yeah. like even just the vibes are off like she's not having fun with Rebecca anymore but she's still like okay let's get a tattoo and then at the tattoo place Rebecca is done with her tattoo and before she reveals what it is the horror music starts playing <laughs> and this was the second time my mouth my jaw dropped I audibly said oh my god and I guessed like is when it, she revealed uh... that she got an Emily tattoo. I literally said, "Oh my god, they got me again." I certainly did not see that one. Really, I, I was uh, rolling on my. I almost fell off my couch laughing at this. In a, in a very I, predictable so, movie so far, this was an amazing twist. That, like, what this a weird is the thing I knew. Fucked like, up I, thing to do. As soon as we that, see the Emily tattoo, I was like, "She's getting that fucking tattoo." Oh, as soon I never as I saw thought, the tattoo first. <laughs> That's wow! I can't believe you like thought of that so early. And on. I, I don't. I don't. I will, I'm not like trying to just play it off. You're like so I smart. Knew. Like I really, I really did. Like I was, I, I don't even. I might have said it out loud. That's no, this so took funny. me by such surprise. I, I thought she was gonna get a tattoo of like her and Sarah like holding yeah. hands or something, like best friends forever. But to get they the Emily like, tattoo, like how could Rebecca at, think? I think I just thought, yeah. like, what would I do in this situation? That's how I figured. How it out. Could, when they got into <laughs> the tattoo shop, though, they were looking at like these really traditional like heart tattoos, like mom with, tattoos. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the traditional like mom tattoo, or like it's a heart with like a banner across it or something and i i thought since they were looking at those that she was gonna get like sarah in a heart like on her arm or something or and then for a split second i thought what if she got like one of the portraits that she drew of her (laughs) (laughs) but no she gets she gets the name so why wouldn't she draw her own tattoo so i don't know and then yeah i my jaw dropped when she revealed it 
But mostly <laughs> also because the- she peels away. I think it's called second skin or something like that when you get a tattoo and they put like this clear like it's like a sticky tape on it instead of just wrapping it in like cellophane but she peels it down and like that has to be painful like right after getting a tattoo to peel i I wouldn't have known but i'll take your word for it i'm glad i didn't know that while watching because i would have been uncomfortable (laughs) yeah it's just like that that made me go like oh god (laughs) i mean I mean, there's so much about this scene where I'm saying, oh, God. But, like, how could Rebecca think this would have any kind of positive outcome? Like, just, I know she's yeah. a hit, but just, here. like, one second of thinking. Like, how, why would anyone react positively to this? She says, you can think of me as your sister. Mm-hmm. Sarah predictably freaks out, even though Rebecca makes the very nice offer of telling her that she can call her Emily if she wants. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's... Also, like, but this is, like, makes no sense because did Emily have an Emily tattoo? Uh <laughs> no, yeah, no, like, where's the logic there? <laughs> yeah. I just so this like is the final. Sarah this is just finally turns the final around. She doesn't yeah. even say anything. She yeah. just turns around and All walks right, out. <laughs> it's finally the final straw for Sarah, and we see her uh, packing her things with Steve in the very next scene. She can't find her necklace, so Stephen goes back to get it. But Rebecca's just like watching them from the window. Um, and then, she, like, Stephen tries to get the necklace, and she just snaps a picture of Stephen, <laughs> yeah, which is weird what? enough. But then Stephen's response is just, you do shit like that. <laughs> she was Another... like, she's like, what did, did I do something? What did I do? And, like, that's exactly what it is. Like, where did you, where did this camera come from? You're not a photographer. You draw portraits of people. Like, this is, we've never Don't seen Don't you understand? Why wouldn't it just be like a camera phone? Like, yeah, so I don't weird. Know you do, do the shit like that. And it, like, Stephen thinks they should call, like, they should call someone, and like, he's absolutely right. But yeah. Sarah says, "And tell them what she hasn't done anything to me." Which, like, what? Sarah doesn't even know half the stuff she's done, and she still has plenty she could tell someone. Like, mm-hmm. just the tattoo fiasco alone would be enough to get her immediate professional attention. Yeah. But, like, apparently she does not want to go to someone, and. She finds the sketchbook in her things randomly, and it's just a million pictures of her. And Stephen really wants to do something, but again, Sarah doesn't want him to go back in there. And, like, they're both correct. He shouldn't go back in there, mm-hmm. but they should also call someone and get her help. Yeah, I, I think once she snaps that picture, you know she's fully over the edge. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how you should know. So, it's this just, is, like, weird. <laughs> Yeah, and it, this, this is all well and good, but at this point I'm still thinking, like, we need a big twist because this movie just isn't crazy enough. Yes, we have the Emily tattoo, and we have insane dialogue, but it's just, like, not crazy enough to, like, warrant this kind of movie. And then, like, this is crazy, but still weird. Like, we finally meet Jason. He just flew in as, in front of Sarah's door and wants her to call him out of nowhere. And so, Rebecca... <laughs> Leaves to go to the library. Jason comes to Sarah's room, but Sarah isn't there anymore. But, like, Rebecca is, uh, and she's just, like, sitting there. Like, okay. <laughs> At this point, I was thinking, like, what happened to Irene? Because we still haven't revisited that. But, yeah. Um, so, re- instead, we're going to get, Rebecca is just ready for her transformation. She has her tattoo. She has her necklace. She puts on her Sarah trademark fedora hat. Yes. And it, it looks like Rebecca is ready to fully become Sarah, which is what I thought this whole movie yeah. was going to be. Or I was hoping like, for, yeah. But is yeah. this what she wanted from the beginning, like, to be here? Was this always the plan, or was this just, like, spur of the moment? Because now she just goes to Jason's room and strips down and gets into bed with him. And, and I guess her transformation is so convincing that Jason does think it her, it's her. I mean, 
Jason has no reason to think that someone is like real life catfishing as his ex girlfriend, <laughs> but also you you'd think he'd be able to notice it at some point. But but also uh, like he's just like has no questions like how'd you get a room key to my yeah why are you room? here like, how come yeah. you haven't talked to me and now you want to have sex with me like, yeah why are you yeah. wearing this fedora in bed like, right or just like so... a hello like oh my god I haven't seen you in so long like <laughs> yeah, how you been exactly. give me a hug and like why does she. Why do we bring this character back? Like this character who we have not seen his face to this point. We gotta have Why another do we kill. Bring there him wasn't back? enough kills otherwise. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just to have a kill count, um, Rebecca finally pretend to be Sarah for this to fuck the ex boyfriend and like <laughs> it this? doesn't matter though, because right when they get start getting hot and heavy, Rebecca murders him. So <laughs> finally, we get that out of the way. I, I, so my favorite thing about all the murders, or maybe least favorite, um, is that they like zoom in on the murder weapon or like whatever that she's going to use to do something gross like they like they yeah. flash to it and look at it for like 10 seconds like she's gonna stab <laughs> yeah. him with this just so you Pay know. attention to this this is it important was, for me what it was is that it was a way for me to skip past the gore i was like hey brendan <laughs> here comes a stab and like thanks again Hey, thank you. But like, thank even you like, so it started all with were. with the belly button. With the belly the, button. The weird yeah, zoom in for 10 I mean, seconds. That was, and... I thought that was just the director being pervy and like lingering on the belly button for 10 seconds. But yeah, it was to uh, <laughs> flesh that we were going to rip yeah. this belly button. Yeah. Just like, here's the so, horror element. Get ready. Yeah. It's like a we're very the, weird, uh... <laughs> uh, like reoccurring thing for a director to do. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to get our final showdown in Irene's house of all places. And Sarah comes into the house, goes into her room, and we get like our only jump scare of the movie when Irene oh just jumps up God. screaming. That was and a she's good like laugh tied too. to the bed and gagged. <laughs> you say you laughed, Brendan? Yeah, I wasn't, because it's just a, it's a kind of shitty movie that like looks like it was made by a high school kid. You can, you can tell when the jump scares are coming. Like, jump, yeah, jump scares I... make you jump when you don't expect them, but this okay, one was but... like fully expected for me. I was not expecting, I was expecting a jump scare, but not that one. Like, in that moment, I <laughs> not thought Not that, that exact picture, no. I that was, that a kind of, was, that was gonna... part of it. It was a funny picture. Yeah, I thought she was going to come out from, like, like Rebecca was going to come out from behind the door or something. I had no idea that it was going to be Irene tied to the bed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Just, the funny thing about and, like, it is that, like, like picture yourself screaming. as... <laughs> Picture, you picture yourself as Irene in this moment. Like it's almost like the character herself was trying to jump scare Sarah because she was fully calm <laughs> right. until like three seconds right. after the door was open. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna get her now." Yeah. You know why is she screaming? Why is she Sarah waiting? She should be screaming. She should be screaming before the door is open. Right. <laughs> it's just to scare us as the audience. Like that's yeah. the only yeah. purpose. So. Or she was like uh, rep- fast asleep and then just like immediately yeah. <laughs> wakes up with like a night terror up, or something that's just how she wakes remembered, up remembered where she was and just started screaming um rebecca has jumped fully up to an 11 now as she randomly has a gun where did the gun come from <laughs> oh my another God, great yeah. laugh you know like chekhov's gun is like a gun that appears in act one will go off in act three this is like fucking rebecca's gun where like a gun will appear out of nowhere in the final scene and we just have to deal with it now and also though like i, I have to wonder like what is going on, like, in the hotel room where the ex-boyfriend was stabbed? Like, is there a crime scene going on right now? Do they have any, like, any information leading to her? She got like, the, the, wh- same, the same people she got to clean the dryer. She got to clean up that <laughs> yeah. hotel room. Yeah. Like, we, well, I mean, we I mean before, no it gets, before it all gets wrapped up, she's dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> happens so pretty fast. Leighton Meester really gets to show off her acting now as a... Uh, 
as she gets to say, you know, all she ever wanted was to be Sarah's friend as she's pointing a gun at her. And like Sarah's trying to convince Rebecca that she's her friend, but she's not buying it. And she's, she's just losing it. She says, stop, stop saying things you don't mean. I protected you. I protected you against that whore Tracy and that nasty little kitten, that scumbag of a <laughs> professor, even that kitten. loser ex-boyfriend of yours. I got rid of all of them for you. And how do you repay me? By leaving me. Like poor Rebecca did all of this just for Sarah and she just wants a friend in return. But Sarah's in full apology mode. She's doing what she can to save this. And Rebecca says she's forgives her and now they can start all over again. So, like, so I want to have this kind of impact on someone where they love me so much that they just go insane and want to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. It is. Um, you'll, you'll have that I'm, one I'm day. borderline there for you, yeah. <laughs> You're borderline? You're borderline? Is that what you said? You're yeah, borderline? I'm on my way. <laughs> That's eh, it, I don't that's want Brian to be obsessed with me. That's <laughs> someone okay. cooler. Well, someone cooler. Like wait, 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 wait. What if I wear a fedora and a scarf? Oh, on? now we're talking. Now Listen, we're talking. Beggars Very fashion be fades, users. baby, but style remains eternal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rebecca only wants Sarah to have the one best friend, so she goes to like calmly murder Irene and. I just can't believe she thought this would be fine. Again, obviously she's not in her right mind. She isn't thinking straight. But, like, I just can't get into that headspace of being like, okay, we'll start over. It's fine. Let me just murder Irene and we'll just start new. It's fine. And, like, Sarah tries to stop her. And so (laughs) Rebecca, like, slaps her in the face and then immediately feels terrible and apologizes. Like, Leighton Meester really killing it here. We haven't really gotten to see her shine, which is very unfortunate. But finally, in, like, the last five minutes of the movie, we get to see her act the shit out of every single emotion that Rebecca is feeling. She was so incredible. Like, I, I thought that she played, like, really quiet, like, like, quietly deranged, like, early on in the movie. Like, just weird, like, what's going on with you. But this last part of the movie, I was like, oh, my God. She's, like, yes. really acting. <laughs> yes, yeah, a shame yes. her talents are wasted. I mean, she's, to me, the only really good, ca- a good actor in uh, this yes. entire film. Yeah. Besides Ali Machaka, of course. Yes. Um, so, like, at, at this point, like, I can't even keep track of what's going on here. So she tries, Sarah tries to save Irene as Rebecca is, like, struggling to get back into the room. Because they were, like, wrestling on the ground and hitting each other. And Sarah was able to lock Rebecca out of the room. But now, like, Rebecca's screaming and yelling and throwing furniture. Sarah's climbing out of a very high window for some reason. I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out what she was trying to get. It's the only um, way out, I guess. So Irene told her to get to the fire escape. But I don't know why Irene would suggest that when she lives in that apartment <laughs> and knows that there's no fire fire escape under that window <laughs> it's under the one in the living room yeah this seems like a setup like this was yeah, such yeah, a right. bad play and like so rebecca gets back in now she's about to shoot irene and then steven comes out of nowhere tries to wrestle the gun away it goes off it seems i thought it hit sarah at i first. thought it hit her almost yeah. falls out the window but i guess it just like got close to her so that she like yeah. almost fell yeah and there's like a lot of screaming hard to follow but steven does punch rebecca in the face and um very fucked up you should never hit a woman that, 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 that was another good laugh. I'm sorry. Like, we, yeah. that was Nicole's when he punches uh, her in the face. Fiance, the that was very biggest funny. laugh. Just like the, the it was like, a, it felt like a, a Scooby Doo flick on the nose in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting it, but I was like, I don't know. I was kind of, I don't know. I, I thought that it was okay. Not no, that it was I, really funny. Not that I, like, advocate this is No, this is the only time kind of you thing, can hit but... a woman when she's, uh, killing you yes yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this enti- entire scene was like this shitty director's shitty attempt at like a a big quentin tarantino end to a yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. well i do have the- to say the the curtain rod that was holding sarah up through the window so basically when the gun goes off 
she falls out of the window, but she grabs onto the curtain, which then rips off of the wall, but the curtain rod is, like, keeping her from falling. Like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. on the other side <laughs> of the window. And my only thought with this was, like, that is a really strong curtain rod because any curtain rod oh, yeah. I have in my house would have bent in half <laughs> and I would have fallen. Absolutely. Like, I was very impressed by that curtain rod. And then I was like, yes. you know what? Good thing Irene is some crazy, bougie woman who has very oh, expensive yeah. furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That, that really saved her. Yeah. Um, and so... This whole movie, we've been abruptly cutting scenes and, like, cutting down runtime. And now, all of a sudden here, we're like, let's really drag out this last scene. Like, because you feel like the fight scene should be over by now, but they're really going to keep going. Because, uh, like, Steven pulls Sarah back into the room, but then Rebecca hits him with something and knocks him out. So Sarah and Rebecca are going to wrestle more. Sarah ends up with a gun. And we could end it here again. But she's just kind of, like, sitting at the corner and then... Like, Rebecca just has blood all over her face and is weirdly smiling at her. Like, she's at her most <laughs> Very insane Joker-esque. right now. Yeah, and Sarah tries to shoot her, but now there's no bullets in the gun, and so Rebecca charges at her. We have another battle. Like this one scene has like four has like four fights between these two, and they've like they've really been saving it all for right now. She really waited though. Like she 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 had to have known how many bullets she put into the gun, unless like they just misfired or something. I don't really know, but like she stood there waiting to get shot instead of like she she pulls the trigger three yeah. times and it, yeah. no bullet <laughs> comes out of the gun and rebecca is just standing there for each yep. trigger pull and she doesn't move she's just like waiting to get <laughs> shot and like yep it's so weird yeah i and so and finally, Rebecca overpowers Sarah and is, like, choking her out and strangling her to death. But Sarah is able to find the words to repeat Maria's catchphrase of, I was never your friend. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding? Like, th- that's not true. They were definitely it, friends throughout most of this were. movie. This is revisionist yeah. history. She's just being hurtful now. Which, <laughs> yeah. all right, fine. She's being cruel. Fine to say. <laughs> yeah, Can you being imagine, very cruel. though, she... <laughs> like, someone that you know that well and was at one point your, I, I guess, best friend, like, tried to shoot at you and, like, was aiming for a kill shot and there's no mm-hmm. bullet that comes out and you're like what do uh i should be dead right now but i'm not what I, I guess i don't blame rebecca for going after her and now trying to murder her like, you tried to murder me yeah. oh yeah, yeah i guess i gotta murder you back hard it's to save like, the friendship double, at that point the phrase to save the friendship it's double reverse <laughs> self-defense <laughs> so, yeah, the classic double reverse self-defense <laughs> and so sarah i guess stabs rebecca in the back now and Rebecca Which, is just laying there on the ground, motionless. And so Sarah goes to grab back her necklace, and we get a classic she's not actually dead moment, which mm. I literally thought only happened in parodies of like horror <laughs> movies, but she actually does. She gets one last grab at Sarah's hand as she goes for the necklace, and then she just dies right after that anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sarah takes the necklace. That, that was just, the twist we were looking for. I, like, I thought that was going to be it, and I then it dies away. about where she, like, hit with the blade like was it her spine like was what would have killed her right there because it was a box cutter and i have to yeah, say yeah. i was i really appreciated that they added in the sound effect of the blade coming out <laughs> of the like box cutter because like when you, with the box cutter you have to press the button down and slide it up like slide so, it with the head so it's like the little edges as yeah. it goes up so they no, added no. that sound effect and i noticed because i was waiting for it i was like i noticed that it was closed when it was on the table <laughs> <laughs> so always paying attention to details the, is she gonna good. open yeah. it and she did so i was very impressed with that it's the only 
part of this movie that actually nah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that, confused about the kill too, though. But then, yeah. like, she just stabs her, like, I'm assuming in, like, the shoulder blade. Like, yeah. What, but anyway, that's, that doesn't seem like a kill shot to me, especially with the box yeah. cutter. Like, it, right. it's not, like, it's, it's supposed to be sharp so you can, like, make a long cut not like a deep cut yeah exactly I, I, like when i think of like the famous box cutter i know is from breaking bad and like he has to mm. cut across the entire guy's throat to fully kill him and like i think that's the only way to kill with a box cutter is to do the throat or like some sort of main vein yeah and then I you would she's... have to bleed out anyway yeah i bet she's not really dead this is a Probably. sad Ooh, yeah. but we will 10 never years in the know making. because they yep. they just end the movie <laughs> Well, yeah, because so Sarah abruptly. comes back to school, and Stephen welcomes her back, invites her to stay with him, but uh, she says she's not going to want a roommate for a while. Apparently, Rebecca has roommate, <laughs> ruined the concept of all roommates for Sarah. And, Which uh, is like, do you really expect that same situation yeah. to happen again with your boyfriend? Like, why? I, what are the odds? What I fully odds? almost expected, like, a laugh track after, yeah. after that Yeah, said. right? <laughs> And so they move Rebecca's bed like out of the room, I guess, and kiss, and that's it—a happy ending. Was she this in the, the same this is fucking room? Crazy. Was she in the same room? I was under the impression that she got like a single room now, but then they moved the bed into the hallway, and I was yeah. like, "That's just like somebody. Where is that supposed to go? <laughs> what to, what to maintenance the, 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 worker is gonna have to come up here and move that back into the room? That's what I mean. It's crazy." Like, there's a lot of dead bodies lying around, and between, like, her murdering the titular roommate and the end scene of, like, the happy ending kiss is, like, a minute. There's, like, there's not much time between the final blow and then just, like, there... I'll be without a roommate for a little while, and then just, yeah, like, exactly. proceeds with her college career. Like, nothing's wrong. Another, ab- yeah. another abrupt ending. There are so many murders and disappearances that go uninvestigated in this mm-hmm. movie. So, I really... let's get into grading. Let's get into grading the movie. Sorry, what were you saying, Jesse? I really wanted a scene at the end where, like, Tracy and Sarah have, like, a moment where they're like, well, that was crazy. And, like, <laughs> I don't know, Tracy's like, hey, hey, there's a party at the frat house tonight. Yes. Like, yeah, even that, that would be good. Where it's, like, yeah. they're, at least they're still friends, you know? Like, Yeah. And then they show the flasher. No, yeah. we dro- yeah, we, dr- we dropped Tracy. <laughs> Where is the picture that was taken of her flashing? <laughs> Where is it? All right. So who wants to grade the movie first? Do you want me like, to go first, like Brendan? Or do you want it? A through I, I'll D? Go, I'll go. Like, um, or A to D? What is the Yeah, word? yeah. And a, a classic A through F scale. Brendan, you could, you could grade first. Sure. Um, I'm guessing we're doing it on, a, on an A through F scale. Um, I thought you were saying like we're going alphabetically like I'm closest to A. Because my name is Brendan. Brendan, I see what you're shut saying. Up. I see what you're. No, I really. I, I was genuinely confused. I was about to rate it on a one out of ten. Brendan, like, well, you know what? I should do it like letter wise because that's what we do in our show. Brendan, we're we're nearing two hours. We don't have time for the bullshit. Ligori's <laughs> getting pissed off. It's not my fault. Um, it's gonna be uh, a D minus for me, guys. Wow. Wow. It's it's like not a full fail. Like I think the three percent would be a failure but the d minus i think is the little bit of credit that it deserves for not being like unwatchable like it's it's not enjoyable uh, but it's not like it's not right. offensive well it is offensive right. in different ways but it's not like it, it doesn't make me upset that i'm sitting there watching i would just never watch it again yeah that's all. right so a d minus um jesse do you want to go next or do you want me to go next I, i'll go next i okay you know my first my first assessment is like a b minus 
only because I have a very high tolerance for bad movies. Like I'm wow. I I'm okay with bad movies. I like watching them and like picking them apart like we just did. So I I agree with Brendan. I don't think I would watch this again, but I guess I'm kind of gauging it off of like if I had seen this when it came out in 2011, not 2007, 2011. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was a junior in high school. I probably would have been like, that movie was bad, but it was okay, which is how I feel now, <laughs> too. So I'm going to give it a B minus. I wouldn't okay. watch it again, but, you know, I would, I, I'll definitely talk about it at some point in the future. Like, it'll stay so, in my yeah. head. So, yeah. So I, I feel like, I feel the same as both of you, and yet we're all three of us are going to give it different grades. So, like, <laughs> this was definitely not the feel-good movie that uh, the Traveling Pants was. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what to think of this movie. Like, was it a good movie? Obviously not. But it wasn't outrageously bad either. Like, when mm-hmm. I see something have three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm thinking something that's laughably terrible or impossible to get through. And it wasn't really either of that. The the story yeah. isn't really that interesting, and the dialogue is very bad. Uh, they have a good cast. They don't really utilize it that well. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not upset. I watched it. I would never go out of my way to watch it again. But I wouldn't turn it off if it was on. Um, there's some fun moments and a couple of moments where I actually gasped, but it just never really gets crazy enough. Like this movie should have been insane and Leighton Meester should have had a lot more to do, but instead it's just like 75 minutes of setup for that last uh, 15 minute scene. So it's below average, but not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. So it gets a C minus for me. So we have a nice D minus C minus B minus uh, stepping stool. Nice. Uh, Brendan, I guess you can go first again and uh, tell us who your MVP of the movie is. All right, my MVP of the movie is going to be our girl, Rebecca. I'm just mm. going to have to uh, <laughs> turn a blind eye to the cat murdering. I am a famous cat stan. Uh, cats are one of my favorite things on the planet. So that was really hard to watch. But since it was so early on um, in the movie, and it it, was, it came before all of our girl boss moments, um, <laughs> you get a chance to, to love her again later on in the movie. And, you know, she's she's the victim here. She... Gets killed <laughs> essentially, um, and she she is, she is a victim uh, of death at the end. She's a yeah. victim of death. She, and she's a victim every, 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 of a a larger societal problem. Yes. Right? Yeah, and, and she it's, it's, it's frowned upon to take medicine or to to be diagnosed with mental illness. Apparently, so um, she is the the enemy just for having her own uh, things going on in her her poor little brain. So uh, I, 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 you could argue she loses the episode because she does die. Right, right. Um but there's so many iconic moments uh that Leighton Meester puts on here that I have to give her the MVP. Uh, it would it would, wouldn't be right if we were here on a Lonely Boys podcast not giving Leighton Meester's character an MVP, so. Mm-hmm. I I see I, I see what you're saying. Uh Jesse, who's your MVP of the movie? I got to say my MVP is it's got to be Irene because she <laughs> <laughs> she likes the girls and she always has. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the girl she always has. That's that's a good a uh, good that's Twitter bio for someone. <laughs> 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 she likes the girls always has. Um, so. Who's your MVP? So uh, it's tough. I I wanted to also go Rebecca, much like Brendan did, uh, just because Leighton Meester is giving a good performance when the movie allows her to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But like you said, she does lose everything by the end of the movie, including her life. So I- I'm going to give it to the unsung hero of the film, Tracy. She goes to college nice. and she's doing it right. She just wants to party and have a good time and, you know, be in her freshman slut phase. And I think she would have been a great friend to Sarah if she got another chance. And, you know, she saw how crazy Rebecca was very early on. She didn't ask questions. She uh, presumably just said farewell to her belly button ring and uh, just got out of her hair. And that, that was it. She-, she did the right thing. Very good. Yeah. All great MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Uh, a slate of uh, girl bosses for, for our <laughs> That's <MVPs>. right. <laughs> Brendan, who's your LVP? Um, I, there's two I could go with. I feel like someone's going to pick one of these guys. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave the obvious choice for, for you all. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to go with, I forget his name, uh, but Sarah's boyfriend. I don't like that he was shaming of bipolar disorders and schizophrenia. Wow, yeah. Um, and he somehow frat boy rapey vibes are charming to him. So yeah, him and his awkward homoerotic humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, I'm just not a fan. And again, like frat guys suck. Frat suck in general. So he's yeah. he's associated with that. I'm gonna give him the big LVP and let you guys do. Uh, the Lord's work for the rest of the way. <laughs> All right, Jesse, who is your LVP of the movie? Oh, geez. Let's see. Mm, mm, I want to say Rick. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say the gas attendant Rick, because it's like, just like why you were fine. Just like minding your business inside. <laughs> like You didn't have to go outside. You didn't have to bother her. She clearly knows what she was doing. This is Rebecca I'm talking about. She knows what yes. she's doing. She's pumping her gas. She already has it <laughs> in the car. Like, just go inside, man. Yes. We are so sorry, Rick, but you're getting an LVP. Sorry, Ricky boy. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people who deserved what they got from Rebecca in this film, but uh, none more so than uh, the creepy fucking professor who clearly preys on all of his students. So fuck that guy. So yeah. three girls for MVPs, <laughs> three guys for cool. MVPs, <laughs> as it should be. And um, so when we watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants for uh, Blake Lively, we decided right then and there which Blake Lively character was better. Now we've watched The Roommate for Leighton Meester, so we must decide which Leighton Meester character is better between Blair Waldorf and Rebecca Evans, who I'm being told is her last name. Um I think it's obvious, but uh, let's just go around the horn. Who who you got, Blair or Rebecca? Um, I mean, you got to go Blair because Rebecca is just like the murderous version of Blair. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. Blair's got all the better qualities. So yeah, li- um, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a Blair and Serena plot point in season three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it could be. Uh, if we just go I, a little th- bit further with the Blair and Serena of it all, this might be happening next season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, but I, I just I just like we we'll get more insight into Blair's life and we get more opinions from Blair about what she does and doesn't like. We there's just they're just more um more better just better lines I, I guess from from Blair. We don't we don't get enough. Maybe it's just because we have, we have a whole TV show to watch her grow. But uh, right. Re- Rebecca, maybe if always, I saw more yeah. of her. It's always easier to develop characters in TV shows than in movies. So yeah. Um, Jesse, I don't even know how much Gossip Girl you've seen at this point, but uh, who you got? Who do you got? I've seen a couple of episodes from the first season. All right. I think I'm gonna say Blair. Okay, even yeah. those couple of episodes, you're still saying Blair. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't dislike Rebecca. Like, I thought that her character was like just weird and like <laughs> obviously needs someone to talk to. But um, <laughs> I think we should all get matching Emily tattoos. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. As a niche reference to this film. <laughs> but I, I, something about Blair, I, I like 
you know, that like posh New York City, like, you know, just somebody whose life I will never have an understanding of (laughs) in any way. Um, So I'm going to pick Blair. Yes. For me, obviously, it's not close. I'll give it the old queen sweep where uh, Blair is one of my favorite characters of all time. And Rebecca has some good moments, but uh, she never really had a chance against Blair. So hopefully Rebecca does not kill me for saying that, but it's going to be Blair. (laughs) Um, And that's all we've got, except, of course, for some plugs. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Thank you for having me. We're trying to get you on for an episode. Yeah, but getting on for a movie, just as good. And the fact that it was this movie that we could all laugh about, um, it had been a long time since we've talked, so I'm very, very happy that we we got to do this. Yeah, I I realized that I thought going into this movie that it was Leighton Meester's uh, more recent movie, which I don't remember the name of it, uh, where she's like in Greece or something. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the weekend away. Her recent. Ah uh, yes, yes. I thought that yeah. that was. I watched that. I, so did I. Ah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that I could have been on this podcast, and I hope I'm back on again. I just don't know that I'll just ever pick a random episode. Just pick a random episode and come on for it. You know what? That that would be great because I would have so many missing chunks of context that it would be. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just Almost, it would make almost as much sense as this movie that we watched today. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug at this hour? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. I love it, uh, Brendan. What do you have to plug? Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, That's it. Stay tuned, all you listeners. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Uh, the Hobby Boys do have, I guess, sort of something coming up. I'm, I'm hoping we can get it together. I don't want to promise things because sometimes when I promise Hobby Boys projects on here, it doesn't really come to <laughs> fruition. That Lita episode <laughs> is coming. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, the curse of of plugs. But there is a Lita episode coming. I want to say because that's what I was going to sort of plug is like there's a, a whole themed month that we have coming up. And last time, uh, it, it, it's not like my fault. I don't want. I don't mean to like go off on a rant here, but it's not my fault. When things don't happen, it's usually the other guy's fault. <laughs> and I know he won't hear this, so I can blame, I can blame, fully blame Brian for this. Um, but I, if, if all goes well, we will have a themed Oktoberfest month where you and Lena will both be a part of that. Um, so look out for that. Obviously coming out in October, uh, hence the name. But otherwise, I, uh, I stand by my, my first plug of stay tuned. All right. Love a good stay tuned. Um, As for me, obviously, everyone watched the Save by the Bell reboot on uh, Peacock. Jesse, that includes you. You should be watching the Save by the Bell reboot. It's very good. It's very funny. It's so funny. It was my favorite show before it got canceled. We need to get it back. (laughs) Jesse, you sound very skeptical, but it's very good. I am, but you know what? I'll give it a shot. (laughs) It's It's nothing like the original Save by the Bell. It's actually like... Saved by the Bell was good like in a bad way. This is good like in an actual funny way. It's very good. All right. Um, I promise you. I would never lead you astray. Um, <laughs> other than that, Front Bottoms have a new EP. I love all five songs oh, yeah. on it. Uh, there's some tennis going on right now. Hopefully, uh, Sabalenka's playing right now. Hopefully, she's winning and uh, oh, we can girl. watch her in the finals Wait, and I'll root her on. I didn't realize yes. we could plug stuff that we have no involvement <laughs> yeah, that's with. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's all that's I not really. That's not what I do. That's what Gagan does. Well, I, I, then I'm going to plug Bob Odenkirk's memoir. Because I've been listening okay. to it oh, wow. on my long drives. I, I took And he the, reads it aloud? Yes. Uh, the, oh, so wow. The, that's I've awesome. been listening to the audiobook of it. He reads it. Um, I think it's like seven hours long. But it has so nice. many good stories in it that like really made me, like, it just 
put it into perspective how much of like the comedy that I enjoy has been touched by Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> and wow. he's a great plug. He has a lot of really great stories and I really enjoyed it so far. That's a great plug. Yeah. Well, seven hours, that's gonna be too long for Ligori. I can tell you he'll never listen to that. <laughs> um we were not able to keep this episode Ligori approved, but we did have to recap a whole movie, so what can you expect from us? Um if there's nothing else um, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Uh, Jesse, would you like to plug your Twitter at all? Um, I don't know. I don't remember what my public Twitter is, but... Uh, but follow it. Yeah. I mean, my if you want to follow my private Twitter where I talk about how much I dislike my job... <laughs> <laughs> it's just my name. That's a fun. That's a fun follow. It's good stuff. And if it's you're my stuff. boss, don't follow me. <laughs> and your boss does listen to the podcast. Of yeah. course, <laughs> he's a patron. Speaking of which, we do need to get back up on the uh, on the Sandy Boys horse. Well, uh, eventually, you know, new yeah, episodes coming you're, soon. You're you're back off. Oh, hope, I yeah. don't know, I know your schedule, but I assume you're going back to school, so that that'll open things up. Yeah, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not. Working, working at Adventureland every day, but yeah, we'll we could figure out some stuff. We'll I'll have <laughs> sure. some more free time. Okay. Um, so I plugged everyone's Twitters. What else do we usually do? That's it. You can come back next week where we might be breaking down an episode, or we might be doing uh, something else. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned for that. As Brendan I'm said, curious. stay tuned. And uh, until then, you know you love us, XOXO, Lonely boys. Lonely boys. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely boys. <laughs>